0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Get ready, carbon-based units, as we embark on our ongoing mission to boldly go where we've never gone before, a prison colony. We say goodbye to the original cast and welcome back Nicholas Meyer with Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, on Normies Like Us. I kissed you. Must have been your lifelong ambition. Would it not have been logical to have left them on Gokan show? Even logic must give way to physics. Second start of the ride. And straight off till morning.
1: You heard it up top. We are boldly going again and again and again and again and again and again, cause it's the sixth time. That's right. We are talking the six, theatrically released. Star Trek Motion Picture, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, uh, Admiral Colin. Uh, Dr. Mike Coy. I'm grumpy and old. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: this is Mr. Jock back at it again.
1: Uh, <laughs> the crew, the crew of the has final voyage. The final mm. voyage of our original crew, because. Uh I, I should say uh bones there my my good host friend yeah. 70 years old when this movie is made so yeah. we are seeing the end of uh, some TV stars as movie stars
2: Yeah end of the Ascot
0: Yeah in fact I think uh DeForest <laughs> Kelly this was his last film role ever Yeah uh, Oh no kidding uh, yeah nice. uh, but yeah Were they're he- getting older uh, they wanted to, you know, have a better ending to the series than the last movie, The Final Frontier. So they come back with The Undiscovered Country.
2: That's wow. right. We, we last left off with Cyborg and fighting Space God and all hmm. this crazy stuff, a cult kind of of personality and uh, a Catwoman. And now back at it again, looking for The Undiscovered Country. And we'll jump into that later. But uh, how are we feeling going into this, guys? Jacob, this is kind of your... your you know, baby here, this whole voyage, this ongoing mission, Jock, you know, how you
0: feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, you know, it's sad to get to the end of a certain era, but we still got plenty more Star Trek movies that we can burn through with the TNG and then the Kelvin universe. So plenty more Trek to watch.
2: Yeah, that's true. How about
0: you? I'm feeling good, actually. Uh, I
2: was a little, you know, I think I liked five more than most because it mm. just has such a camp factor, yeah. But you know, did like five, I, I did like it. I didn't think Sybok was so goofy and, and weirdly like a, a foil to Kirk. And I think with this one, not to get too much into it, we get more depth. I've always been complaining about depth with Kirk and character development, and I think they do a good job on this. But we'll get into it. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed this, and I'm excited to keep going. But it is bittersweet, as you said, Jacob, because it's the end of an era. But Colin, where you at?
1: Yeah, not one I rewatch a lot. Um, you know, we like to keep these evergreen, but I'll just say at the time of the recording of this, uh, we're very into House of the Dragons right now, the Game of Thrones spinoff. And there was some political intrigue this time watching it where I was thinking like, you yeah. know what? This one, I don't give this one enough credit. So we'll, we'll right. jump into it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, this one is kind of seen... By a lot of fans, as maybe the second best uh, after Wrath of Khan, and we do get, of course, Nicholas Meyer, director of Wrath of Khan, back here again. Uh, and what you know, we could talk about our our, our new rankings and stuff maybe at the end. Uh, yeah. But I guess let's uh, let's get into it, right?
2: Yeah, time's a ticking. You know, we got to go and uh, see what's happening on uh, whatever that planet was. Let's go do it. Rurapente. Uh, ooh. No, no, not there the one that blows up anyway
0: oh the moon of praxis the yes ah, yes not chronos T- take a drink I every time me. they no, say Kronos Praxis is- in
2: that scene you'll pass ah. out yeah
0: chronos <laughs> is the klingon home world ah, okay yeah
2: yes. but let's let's get to praxis then uh talk puck topic oh,
0: oh.
2: pew 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 <laughs>
1: We're back. We're beaming down, and we are talking about the sixth theatrical, theatrically released Star Trek film, uh, as we set up top, starring the uh, original cast. This is their final go at it. But we also get some returns, Jacob. Let's talk about the return of the director, Nicholas Meyer.
0: That's right. So, well, to talk a little bit about the development of this movie, obviously The Final Frontier had a bad reception, uh, was a sort of a box office bomb. Uh, <laughs> and they said, you know, we can't go out this way. We got to do at least one more of these because I think maybe Final Frontier was meant to be the last one. Hence the name, you know, Final Frontier. Yeah. So unfair. Uh, does mm-hmm. not
1: deserve to have that name. And this film has no. such a bad name. There's there's another <laughs> they
0: there's
2: should another have flipped frontier. the names. Honestly, it would have been perfect. Yeah. The, undiscovered, the country undiscovered country
0: is God. where God is. Yeah.
2: And then the final frontier. Yes. Yeah, Can it's
0: we the final film? Yeah. But of course, as we all thing. know, the undiscovered country is a Shakespeare reference to the future as we all know, we're very, you know, oh, yeah. Shakespeare I, geniuses here. I knew
2: that before I saw a single episode of Star Trek. I was well read on my Shakespeare and I read it in the original Klingon. So, you know.
0: Yes. That's right. <laughs> um, but so this movie, they're like, you know, what, what should we do? Uh, our old friend Harv Bennett, who was, you know, creatively involved with a bunch of these movies. He was sort of writing a treatment for... Starfleet Academy, uh, where they're going to have like a younger Kirk and Spock in academy together and have all that,
2: ah. um, which will come out on Paramount Plus eventually. I'm
1: sure. Yeah, I would say we're a year away from that. Actually. Yeah, It's yeah. almost
0: like uh, you know J.J. Abrams might have even took some of that idea for the first you know Star his first they Star Trek. Movie. Kind of yeah, are yeah. in
1: school in the first act of that film. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So he was doing that. Paramount kind of saw it and was like, uh, I don't know. Um, and then they're like, you know what, Nicholas Meyer, he, you know, he's a little interested in maybe coming back. Uh, so they got him back. They had these two guys write a script. They didn't end up using that much from that script, I think. But then Leonard Nimoy got involved with the story on the story side of things. Um, they didn't want to have him direct again. Cause he's like, you know, if I direct, then Shatner will be, <laughs> you know, just pissed off. So I'll contribute creatively to the story. Uh, And he kind of had the idea to have, well, what if, so obviously what's big in the news at this time, late 80s, early 90s, uh, the Cold War, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. The end of the the fall of the Soviet Union, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. Nimoy said, what if we have the, the, the wall comes down in space? What would that look like? And that's the genesis of this idea for the undiscovered country.
2: Wow. So simple. Like, I think 1991, yeah. right? Berlin Wall is 90, I believe. I have a brush up on my history. I don't know it as well as my Shakespeare. But um, right. it's like the perfect idea for for a Star Trek story, right? I, I love it.
0: Um, yeah. As a, a little yeah. more the, the, the politics, the di- diplomacy, uh, which Star Trek is known for, uh, especially like in the Next Generation era and that kind of thing. So obviously, this is while this is being made, Next Generation is airing. So they're taking influences from that as well. Uh, it's a little bit more modern, you know, just kind of how they deal with the, the Klingons and the different uh races and how they get along. Um and
1: racism being a huge theme to this film. And it's kind of interesting to me that Shatner writes off on the story of this because the character really does not come off well. Yeah. Towards he's, racism. No, well he learned the most flawed over time we've ever seen, Kirk. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and he's not the most racist person, the character. Again, obviously the theme of the movie is race, but it's very interesting to see a hero of the film be like, hey, you other people. No, 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 no. And you're like, wow, he just called them savages and animals.
0: Yeah, well, it's been, you know, through the last few movies, we know that Kirk has also this personal vendetta against the Klingons. Obviously, they killed his son. He won't shut Uh, up about it for three movies.
2: He just keeps talking talking about 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 how much he's sad about his son.
1: He's not trying Uh, to date a lady in the past the next day. I knew him for two days. You wouldn't understand the relationship
2: we had. (laughs) I spent a lifetime trying to avoid that boy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think he looks at a picture
0: of him in this movie and it might be the first time he's looked at that picture since 100 100 <laughs> might be the first time right.
1: he's looked at the picture
0: but yeah uh, yeah this is putting kirk in, a,
2: in an interesting place and it's the most interesting i think he's been since wrath of khan so so you know as we talk about the plot i think that's a, a strong yeah. point of the story in the script here so so good
0: stuff so right far. So Nicholas Meyer comes on board. Obviously, he did Wrath of Khan. He's kind of gives it that more naval feel that that the movies kind of run with with the uniforms and everything. So a little more literary. Too. A, good one. a little poetic. Yeah, so right. So we have obviously General Chang in this one played by Christopher Plummer. He's a lot like Khan. You know, Khan loved to quote Melville, right? Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chang loves Shakespeare. He's a Klingon that loves Shakespeare. That's his thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Uh, obviously all Klingons are well-versed in Shakespeare, just like we are. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, so to get into the plot of this movie, there's a, there's a natural disaster or something happens with the Klingon move of practice. It explodes. Uh, the Klingons are like, okay, we're, you know, we're suffering this, this massive disaster. We need to make peace with the Federation. So in the Federation and the Klingons, they're working on peace terms. So who do they get? They get the old crew of the Enterprise, the flagship ship in the fleet, wow. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all 60 plus years old now uh, on their last, you know, a couple of days from retirement, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I believe they say... Um... Praxis was like their big energy production moon or whatever. Yes. So it's like a okay. Chernobyl kind of allegory, I would well, assume. You know? yeah, but Ooh. I would even say
1: for 1990s, totally Because totally. at first it they're just this. like,
2: oh, we're good. There's no problem here. And then later they have to right, right. go but ahead. Just,
1: but just environmentalism in general and global warming. Now you mm-hmm. can apply so much to it. Just like it was a mining colony. They overmind it for resources. And of course, they spent too much of their budget on the military. So they can't Ooh. actually afford to save the planet. And you're just like yes. listening to these things. And I was nodding along this time being like, this is horrifying.
0: Right. Well, the Klingons, obviously, yeah. they're well known for having this warrior culture. So obviously they... Overinvest in their military because they're a warrior culture. What a, what um, kind of dumb society would do that? You know? Right, yeah, they the would spend like ninety percent of their budget on military. That'd be so stupid. <laughs> yeah, so dumb. Uh, but they should have gone green. The Chernobyl thing—I didn't even think about that. But that's a great yes. comparison because the Chernobyl did have like a big impact on the you know eventual fall of the Soviet Union and peace terms with you know the west and everything so that's a great comparison brilliant mike
2: yeah yeah i mean the wall coming down i was thinking about that um just the way that event going down it it affected like a lot of people's faith in the soviet union even within the soviet union creating more people to be vocal about hey you know fuck this and we start to see that with the klingon so when i think of nimoy what if the wall came down in space i kind of see all these things tying together
1: and like, totally. you know, Gorbachev, the premier at the time, clearly had a distinct like birthmark. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet the uh, Klingon leader here, of course. Gork is—is is that right? Gorkon, che- Gork? Yes. Gork yes. Gorkon, who Kev. has a very distinctive <laughs> half-white beard, which I thought mm. was super dope. And David Warner just crushes this role.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I've got some fun uh, facts about that later as well. Ah, nice, nice. Um, but so we start off. Obviously, we start with the Excelsior. Uh, and we see Captain Sulu, right? I oh love to God. see it. Taking, uh, taking charge of the Excelsior. Uh, and this scene, you can actually... There's an episode of Voyager where you, it's actually... You find out Tuvok, his first assignment was working on this ship during this mm. time. And uh, there was like a, a 30th anniversary special that they did. Uh, in the '90s, when um, Deep Space Nine and Voyager were airing, Deep Space Nine did that Tribbles episode. If you remember, they go back yep. in time to the Tribbles. Uh, Classic. And, you know, they would air back to back. And the Voyager one that aired after that was this one where they, where Tuvok's having flashbacks to this scene and stuff. So to the
1: undiscovered country. Out of wow. of yeah. the Things you could choose to honor in Star Trek lore. That's awesome, dude. And George Sakai
0: Cool. Guest roles in those flashbacks as wow. you know him.
2: Captain you know, Sulu, himself, Sulu of course. Yeah. Oh, man. Heck yeah. That's very so, cool.
1: Doesn't share a frame with Shatner in this film, huh, guys? <laughs> maybe not until the design. very end, right? Did, I guess so, right? Because, maybe of course, getting on the same ship. I'd have ship. to like,
0: go back and rewatch it, but maybe in that last scene when they're in the conference. I think perhaps the last scene is
2: maybe the only time. I, I can't confirm or deny either, but yeah, it seems like, you know, but that was on purpose.
0: He's doing good. You know, he's captaining his own ship. He's the only member of the crew other than... Shatner, who becomes a captain of his own ship, mm-hmm. uh,
2: he's good doing his thing. Well, yeah, observed. yeah, it's, yeah. Co- it's cool to see him in the
0: big chair. I think he he
2: he's fits right in, like he, he kind of commands, he's running the Excelsior, you know, he's doing a good job. I think he he carries that Ooh, captain lead,
1: hmm. yes, Earl Grey.
0: Uh, <laughs> so he obviously witnesses this disaster, uh, and then of course. You know, the Enterprise crew is called in to run this diplomatic mission where they're going to meet with the high chance, high Chancellor Gorkon. Uh, and it's actually we find out Spock is the one who recommends uh, Kirk and Kirk's like very against this idea. And mm-hmm. Spock has this, this quote, right? Uh, An old Vulcan saying only Nixon could go to China. Is, uh, is that a, a
2: pan- Cold War <laughs> reference? I think, I guess what that means,
0: it's kind of an outdated reference for us, but basically back in the day, they thought Nixon was the best one to go to China to like do peace talks because he was so like anti-communist that it would make, you know, it wouldn't make America seem weak. And so basically they're saying because Kirk is so anti-Klingon that he's the one who should handle these peace talks, but it doesn't really make sense.
2: (laughs) It could also be a thing where it's like, look, if you have a bias and you can have a peace talk, then we can all have a peace talk. Maybe that's
0: kind of the mindset, but Kirk is not pleased. uh, He's not not really seen. He's not really shown as a good diplomat in this movie, especially in the, you know, the first half of it, Uh, you know, he's struggling, which we don't
2: see him do. This is the only movie that I can think of where Kirk doesn't always have all the cards, even, even with Khan and stuff. He's, uh, he's still like, Oh, he's so clever. One step ahead in this, he, he doesn't have it together. He, he straight true. up no. says, let them die. Like he wants yes. all the Klingons to die. He's straight yes. up saying I am biased against them. He writes a personal yes. log that says I don't like Klingons. He is he straight full up says, on I, anti I don't Klingon. trust
0: them
1: and I never will. <laughs>
2: never trust an elf. Like heavy Gimli and, vibes, yeah. you know?
1: <laughs> and when they're in that bargaining phase where it is everyone at the meeting sort of debating whether or not Starfleet is going to move forward with this... And we see some other admirals sort of weighing in and saying like, well, uh, yes, if if they do weaken, let's say in a year from now, we're going to have all the bargaining power in the world because they're going to be just wiped out so soon. Let's wait for that." Yeah. Uh, that. You do see kind of a bit of apprehension and sort of disgust on Shatner. But again, he is reiterating like, but I also hate these people for who they are and what they are and what they stand for and what they did. Like, he's giving so many excuses. It's just wild. Yeah. Well, it's yeah.
0: weird because he's very against racism in other – like, the, you know, in that episode uh, where they first meet the Romulans. He's very anti-bigotry, right? He right. says, get off my, my deck if you're going to be racist. Yeah, racism right? has right. no
2: place on the bridge, you know? Leave that shit in your quarters, Amazing. brother. Yeah,
0: Maybe, um, you know? But, not, but Klingons, he just has a personal vendetta against them, I guess
2: right but it is cautionary i mean i get we're doing the whole klingons thing and it's like it's a separate culture and a stand-in but for kirk just to be like straight up i hate every klingon that has ever lived because of the actions of the few that made the orders and enacted the orders to kill my son you can't hold a whole uh planet's worth of people responsible for the actions of two of them uh you know keep that in mind people you know but maybe he'll learn some things so it's not a good look to start for kirk and normally kirk only ever wants to look good which is surprising shatner only wants to look good so it's a surprising place to find him and it's a fascinating journey going forward puts
0: him out of his element can he overcome Uh, it yep yeah and basically like i said they're all like three days from retirement or whatever like this is our last mission uh we're all doing different things, you know. Uhura's like doing a a conference or a, or something and yep. you know Check Scotty's off. doing his own thing. Like everyone's going to be moving on to their you know further, you know further careers and everything. So uh right. one more thing. We got to shuttle the ambassador
2: to the peace talks. We got to travel to Kronos, get the ambassador. That's going on right. territory whole thing and you know Kirk's just hating it and uh but that's the mission right now. Get
0: to the ambassador to uh-huh. Yes. So they go on board Enterprise. They meet uh, Valeris, the new character, Lieutenant Valeris, played by Kim Cattrall. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of a Savic uh, character, basically the mm-hmm. same character Stand as Savic. Um, the two actress Savic. Yes, but I guess right. you know she didn't want to be the third actress to play Savic. That would be stupid. So they just made a new character, <laughs> and yes. uh, we find out you know Spock's kind of grooming her as a replacement for him kind of a mentor role. Uh, and then they're going to meet the Klingon. So the Klingon chancellor's, uh, vessel pulls up. We meet all the, we meet, you know, chancellor Gorkon. We meet his daughter. We meet general Chang, right. Mm-hmm. Played by Christopher Plummer, dun, the dun, great dun. actor. Uh, and like I said, David Warner as Gorkon himself. Uh, he played a human in the seem- last movie. Previously, Yes. Now he's playing a Klingon right? and then he will go on to play obviously a Cardassian. Incredible. And I, I love this interaction because Kirk
2: is so reluctant, obviously, but then he has to do the diplomatic thing and it, it takes everything he has to be like, we would be honored to have you for dinner if you're willing. And when they say we accept, he's just like, Fuck. damn it. Like, uh, yeah. I was hoping they would say, no, I don't want to come to dinner. And he's like, he's so defeated. And, that, and then having to go through the dinner. I mean, I love this whole sequence. It's it's well, incredible. Classic mistake. It's so
1: stressful.
2: Drinking
0: too much Romulan. <laughs> look and, who's right? coming to All dinner. There. <laughs> get yep, in, yep. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah.
1: to Well, look who's coming to get her. Um, Yeah, the, you know, Jacob said it earlier, this is a scene that just shows off what a bad ambassador choice uh, Captain Kirk is. But I the stress of this scene, all I could think is, if you're ever in a moment like this, and for some reason, I'm at this dinner where all my buddies are at the most important dinner in my life, like don't say a fucking word. Don't say a word. At one point, these people say something that the woman literally interprets and says, "That is so racist, what you said. I was shocked
0: yeah, well, yeah he's, he's talking
1: about
0: inalienable human rights and she's like inalienable, inalienable. human rights do, do you, you know how you sounds? can
1: I say something about Starfleet your you people only like things that like stand upright humanoid based like she goes on a little rant where I was like I have said some of these things <laughs>
2: it's it's like the the meme where it's like the villain starts making their speech and low key you're like kind of making sense like, like, she's talking right. she's spitting
0: truth here you know yes yeah, human rights why are you so human centric right mm-hmm. uh, should be being rights I guess Right. that um, is means. so crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah so they have an awkward dinner they talk about Shakespeare uh, <laughs> apparently all Klingons are just really into Shakespeare well he claims it's originally klingon like he yeah i think that's says, a joke i don't know i
1: don't know
0: i don't know either. it's a weird line i don't know that doesn't it's work for me that a weird well, hill but. to die on because how
2: did it get to earth in the 1490s or whatever that's yeah. the real thing i don't think he, don't think he meant it
0: literally i think he was making a joke but i don't know for sure
2: who knows but either way that, that yeah. that's chang for you you know he's he's a
0: yeah he's a little even games Gorkon meister. is like quoting shakespeare they all do um, love shakespeare that's true yeah like <laughs> The humans aren't like looking for like a Klingon, ah, yes. you know, literary master that they can quote to kind no. of, you know, no, they're bridge not. the cap there, but crush thy enemies, right? But um here's
2: the thing, uh, we're used to Klingons, right? Thinking about the time when yes. this came out. We've seen a ton of Klingons in, you know, Next Generation, Deep Space 9, Voyager, uh, Enterprise. We get a lot of Klingon backstory, Klingon culture, right? Especially with Warfare. Yeah. But this is one of the first times where we're getting like this deep peek behind the iron curtain, so to speak of the Klingon culture where hey, they all Ooh. love Shakespeare, like sh- never knew about that. Very cool. You yeah. get to see their, their food for like, I believe one of the first times ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's well, not yeah. even been named Gokht or anything. It's just no. shit on a table. right? right.
0: Because so when most g- of these movies were being made, mm-hmm. you know, the next generation really d- dives way more deeper into the Klingon culture with the character of Worf and everything. When these movies are being made they're really not f- that fleshed out yet so this is actually the first like redesign of the klingon since the motion picture uh yeah. where they actually kind of change some of their you know look where, where you know chang looks a little different where he has he doesn't have the hair and he has like that yeah. eye patch and everything right which yes. is super dope yeah and we get very to see distinct, their culture we get
2: to see like the tribe excuse me the tribunal later and like their little ball yeah. thing you know like all that's kind of getting introduced here and it's cool that like, they're building upon, like, the, like as we're getting into D- TNG, the fact that the original cast and the original kind of team, like, they're the ones who really open the door to the Klingon yeah. being, like, a fully realized kind of uh, race in Star Trek, as opposed to one note, is pretty really cool. Really
1: passing the baton.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the, sh- in the original series, they were mainly just villains. Like, the idea of making peace with them was still pretty far off, but... uh i mean that's obviously they were a stand-in for russia you know yeah right basically yeah. them and the romulans were the two uh main villains obviously um would you guys drink romulan ale you know it oh for sure you know really you know it. know it I drink vodka I think
1: it would kill me I think one drop of it I would literally explode And they'd be like It's not supposed to do that (laughs) 78 year old Kirk can drink it I could probably drink it (laughs) Yeah that's the thing I'm like these guys are old humans too And they're okay with it Even though the next day he was like I'm fucking hungover They're like 60s, 70s humans though
2: yeah, you know, he took that bottle back to his quarters, so he wasn't yeah.
1: done after oh, yeah, that yeah, dinner. Yeah. You know? yeah, he, <laughs> he went home with the fucking princess, dude. Are you fucking kidding? Right.
2: But, but you know, we get a little confrontation. Chang's trying to talk some shit. Kirk's talking yeah. shit. But it, it, luckily, no one dies. We get through the dinner. Fascinating yeah. scene, though. And uh, yeah, we, we continue uh, on the envoy.
0: Yeah, they make a bunch of mistakes diplomatically. They get too drunk. Uh, Romulan ale always confused me because it's called ale, but they treat it more like it's a liquor or something. Rather nice. Than right. Ale. Um, but I would try it. Uh, I
2: try it. Oh, I love when they beam away and everybody is just in the transporter room. Like, Uh. (laughs) yeah, it's like, it's so good. Not a good first impression. It's
0: very fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. (laughs) Uh, they go back to their ship and, you know, Kirk goes to like lay down or whatever, but then he immediately gets called back and there's something going on. And all of a sudden what happens, the enterprise fires a torpedo at Chancellor Gorkon's ship, what? Scotty, Scotty, what? Uh,
1: torpedo report. We are, we're fully packed <laughs> on the fucking torpedoes, Captain.
0: <laughs> How uh, yeah, so they, and then what do we see? Uh, two Ghosts? assassins show up in spacesuits. Well, the gravitational field is fried on Gorkon's ship. Mm-hmm. So there's zero G, they're floating around. They come on, they got magnetic boots, fucking remember these all bits. those klingons
2: yeah dude they. Murk <laughs> and you them. see
0: that that klingon blood in the zero g and i'm gonna ask you guys about the effects what do you think of those
1: uh yeah <laughs> okay so the zero g stuff is still wire work i would imagine and then maybe mm-hmm. painting well them there's with the cg effects. blood but we're getting to the point of now there is computer stuff coming in, not just in the backgrounds, which they've obviously been using mm-hmm. for structural stuff occasionally. But yes, now there is this full-on, uh, like T two red, you know, like the the T one thousand from That's, Terminator, like comes out of this guy's body. Yeah, well, Klingon
0: blood is is a different color than human
1: blood, and it's we more
2: uh, like yeah.
0: pink almost.
1: Yeah,
2: and we get like similar T Terminator effects later in the movie when we get there, but um like i i think this movie looks great i know they had a new cinematographer and it looks better than any of the movies that we've seen so far like it has depth like the the consoles are updated they got like a a mixer for like a a music thing you know a slider but um as far as the effects i think it's it's great actually it's one of the best looking
0: ones and i know they did get uh you know industrial lights and magic came back so they're they're
1: back everything looks good yeah, the one comment I'll just do real quick on the look, Mike, coming off of like the, the cinematography. In the updated formats that we watch now on these HD films, cinematography is great. There's nothing these people could do, but the poor makeup department trying to cover up these 70 old corpses... On The HD it looks crazy, and the wig on Shatner this time looks crazy, like they just look so old because of how yeah. sharp and clear it looks. Unfortunately,
2: yeah, yeah, we're gonna you're gonna see that, especially in like a non film, like, yeah, format like HD digital, yeah. But uh, effects wise, it's good. I know, like, they did for that Klingon thing, the corridor was vertical, and when they fly down it, they just pulled them. Up it you know what I mean wow oh, sure. so like there's weird tricks like that that I that I heard about but yeah very good effects cool. and uh yeah this whole sequence is pretty neat even if the blood looks slightly dated nothing to take you
0: out of it well I think, I think the cool blood sequence. actually looks pretty good because that is how CG blood would or that's how blood would look in a zero G environment, right? Liquid takes that shape of like a, just a bubble of liquid in the air. Yep. yep. Uh, and then we see when the gravity comes back on, the blood splashes down. And I thought that was like a cool effect. Yeah. Also, oh, these phasers are cutting off arms, bro. These are yeah, they're crazy phasers yeah. off, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's violent. Uh, it's wild. Uh, yeah. So, the so they go assassins in and- come on board, slaughter a bunch of Klingons. They, they shoot the president or the chancellor, I should say. Uh, and then they leave. And then, you know, Chang calls over and says, what the hell, Kirk? Like, what are you doing? You're you attacking us, us up. Why did you kill the chancellor? Right. What is this? And Kirk's obviously everyone's confused. Kirk's like, we didn't do it. I swear. I don't know what's going on. We're going to come over, see if we can help me and the doctor. Right. Bones. Mm-hmm. And then they get over there. Nah, uh, Sorry. Don't think he's going to make yep. it. Bones tries to
1: save Gorgon. He says, I've never operated on a Klingon before, which really stood out to me. I was like, wow, it's a new alien physiology, which, of course, because the warring factions he's never been affronted to, even if he has his little recorder device or the transcorder or whatever, it's not going to tell him what to fucking do. They didn't share their medical
2: journals with the yeah, Federation, right. right? We don't know anything about this anatomy, except Spock knows a little bit, and they don't have tear yeah. ducts, but, you know. Well, like,
0: in, in Next Generation era, they do know, you know, they would know, because it's been 100 years or so, and they've right. been at peace with the Klingons for a while now. But now, it's like a brand new culture, brand new uh, race that they're getting to know. So, of course, they don't know the uh, physiology of them.
2: So McCoy inevitably
0: fails at saving Gorkin. Yeah, he fails. Gorkin dies. And, of course, Chang and the other Klingons blame Kirk and Bones. And they say, you're under arrest. We're taking you to Klingon court. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah,
1: what do you guys now, think so far? I have seen Cardassian Court because there's a couple pretty good Deep Space Nine episodes. I've seen just like in the movies, you know, in the um, the J.J. Abrams one, like standing before Starfleet on trial. And of course, we've seen this in a couple of the earlier motion pictures that we've seen mm-hmm. heard before. Yeah. Um, seeing, seeing Klingon Court is wonderful. It's right. like it's it's exactly what you would want it to be, right? Yeah, it's
0: nuts. Yeah. You got uh, the judge sitting super high up. He's got his little smash, smash, smash ball, gavel thing, (laughs) (laughs) like
2: sparks and
1: shit. Hammer. No, 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 no.
0: (laughs) And actually, I mentioned that Voyager episode. There's an Enterprise episode. Uh, maybe you remember it, Mike, where Mm -hmm. Archer gets arrested and they have basically this exact same court scene. uh, And he gets sent to Ruripente. Scott Bakula, yeah. He gets sent to Ruripente too. His lawyer, in that episode, his lawyer is played by J.G. Hertzler, who played General Martok on DS9. Just a little uh, deep fact for you there, Star Trek fans. Yeah, yeah. Who's the lawyer in this movie, Jake? And in the lawyer in this one, we have Colonel Worf. Uh, played by Michael Dorn Which is Worf's grandfather He was okay. a lawyer apparently Yeah, Klingon yeah. lawyer I,
2: Klingon. I, Do
1: you go to law school? Is there a Klingon law school? <laughs> no, I'm so fascinated I, What you guys told me about um, uh, Operating Klingon starships Where you can just kill someone And take the job of captain yeah i think you probably just do that as a lawyer any job yeah i'm gonna be the (laughs) judge in about three minutes (laughs) right i'll get Uh, us
2: out of here watch this now i'm the judge and you go freeze he's he's free
0: (laughs) slam the ball right um right yeah we get this little cameo from michael dorn uh, playing his his character's grandfather what
1: what is this why is this jacob this is truly a joke for tng yeah, yeah it was just egg. a little little fan
0: service. Yeah, a little Easter egg for but it. At this point, he's probably TNG not. even a security officer. It was- yeah, it's probably you know one of the earlier seasons. So uh, yeah, he might not be yet. Wow! Um, but maybe he was a fan favorite, and they're like, "Let's get Michael Dorn in there." That's what people the whole want to see. movies
1: about Klingons. Yeah, let's, yeah,
2: that that makes sense. Even to show that thread of integration into the Federation. I do like that, independently of our societies interacting, the Klingon legal. Judiciary system also ended up with a defense attorney, a prosecuting attorney and a judge. I guess it just yeah. shows that's a natural in, in evolution. Savages, Mike. As we know in Enterprise, yeah. every race is tied back to one singular humanoid race. So it just must be that's in our I genetic code to have to a prosecution <laughs> defense progenitor- and a judge. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. I don't appreciate that. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Okay. Anyway. It's the canonical explanation for why so many species are generally human. Humanoid. Where they have it's legs, just like
1: us, but yeah, thanks. with but a different forehead. On their but their face, that yeah. also yeah. could
2: be a separate timeline. Who knows? So in this world, we get right. the court and it's a, it's a kangaroo court. It's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get you. Chang is in there. Hey, did you uh, say Red this thing in your personal light. log? And he brings up the personal log where Kirk said, "I'll never trust the Klingons. I, you know, I never could. I never will." Like, did you say yeah. this? And he has to be like, "You said that like two days yes. ago,
1: <laughs> right? You said it to me. Yeah. Not even in
2: your personal log. We all heard it." Yes. Yeah. So they have all this evidence. It's all circumstantial, but it paints a picture of Kirk as having a history of mistrust and dislike for Klingons. He had motive. He had the opportunity, you know, so that's kind of the case they're building against him.
0: Right. And they pull in bones like, oh... You're chief medical officer, but you're you're super old now and you were drunk, so maybe a combination of those things. You were basically incompetent in trying to save Gorkin. And or you finished the like, job. I've never even, you know, operated on a Klingon before, so I was doing the best I can. I was trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. But it doesn't go uh, so well. <laughs> no, it doesn't go well. You know, I'm surprised Klingons would have an actual defense lawyer position. Yeah. But it, you know, it was a cl- you know, it was a kangaroo court, like you said. So they get sandbagged, but they don't get sentenced to death. That's the one mercy. They oh get, yeah, sentence <laughs> commuted. Uh, but they do get sentenced to the mining colony of Rurapente, right? The For the rest of their colony. lives, which would be about I don't know, seventeen days, right? You know, so we find so they go to this frozen asteroid Rurapente, where they send all their prisoners and. Basically, you can't survive on the surface, so you have to act good, or they'll throw you out and you'll freeze to death. It's very Stranger Things vibes, like when
2: Hopper shows up and they're like, "Look, sure. they're, they're, there's no guards, there's no nothing. You'll just die in the yeah, snow. It's, you it's know? like a
0: Soviet prison. Run around.
2: Right? Yeah, hundred miles Klingons in either direction, you'll just freeze to death. Yeah. So
0: that's basically Siberia. Uh, they go there. You know, obviously, Spock and the rest of the crew are back on the Enterprise, trying to formulate a plan did
1: happen what yeah, really happened to figure out
0: what happened you know that's kind of a whodunit really this movie they're trying you to guys figure told out this me once
1: that, uh, in canon universe that uh, spock is related to sherlock holmes i believe uh, yeah so yeah, he really yeah. gets to flex that muscle in this film yeah, it's, yeah. right
0: um, yeah, there's this whole conspiracy that they're trying to uncover with the the boots and everything. And it's who Colin could said, wear
2: these boots? They had full torpedoes, so they're like, wait a minute. If we didn't fire a torpedo, then where the hell did that come from? So they're trying to figure out how did this happen? Where are the boots? Because the boots and shit was definitely Enterprise gear. So what's up?
0: Who's yeah. behind all this? Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Kirk and Bones they're on the prison colony, and they meet this alien, uh, played by Iman. Famous model, uh, famously married to David Bowie uh, from, I think, 1992 until his death in 2016.
1: Uh, So, yeah, Amon. Now, um, we're going to rate them all later. This is the reason my rating is going to be what it's going to be. Amon's character is amazing. This is what I think of when I think of cool alien stuff, right? That you would just Mm -hmm. like. What would be cool for a Star Trek, Jacob? The blood effects earlier, yeah, I wasn't really that impressed by them. The shape f- shifting looks fucking amazing. Like this, yeah. is, this is clearly where it's all going. Talked about you know the surface surviving. She's wearing all these fucking cool furs and shit. Like she's a fucking boss. That's the best, yeah. perfect cast. Um, looks
0: great. Originally, I think they wanted like a Han Solo type of character for this role, and then they were like, "What if we got like a Sigourney Weaver type of actress?" And eventually, they said Amon. And they really accentuate well, her eyes with contacts and just make her look very you, kind of exotic. Mean, William
1: yeah. Shatner came into that writer's <laughs> meeting and said, What if it was someone I fucked? <laughs> They're <were> like, Well, <laughs> we won't yeah, go so that far.
2: <laughs> maybe smooch her. But here's yeah. the thing too. If I was gonna lay if I if oh, I was setting like fucked her bike. Hey. He only said kiss in the dialogue, but maybe that was his <laughs> lifelong ambition. Um so if I was plotting against kirk and i was reading his logs and i'd be like oh you, you just honeypot him duh right. like of course you would pick her right yeah, <laughs> course, yeah. I, okay.
1: look at the history too easy go through yeah
0: yeah right.
2: yeah it's too easy man um, set yourself we up we see
0: some other uh cool alien designs on the colony as well he gets in a fight with one guy and then hits him in the knees and then he's like Oh, I just hit him in the knees. And then Amon's like, how do you know those were his knees? You know, not everyone has genitals on the same part of their body. (laughs) It's a real (laughs) penal colony. Yeah. Yeah. a hilarious line. Um, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they meet Amon. She's like, I got a plan to escape. Uh, You know, she gets a little smooch to uh, Kirk at night, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That was added in the day of shooting. It was somehow
2: <laughs> added to oh, the oh, rushes. Sure. Like, I yeah. need to kiss this. this, <laughs> the, this.
1: Yeah, these, these crumpled up pages were pushed under my trailer door. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they were clearly handwritten by you, William. Oh. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Producers. So but then obviously he doesn't fall for the trap, actually, because they escape. They go to the surface. But then he sees through her plan, which, of course, she's working with <laughs> the conspirators. That's right. Uh, and you know, kind of next uncovers it right, and then gets in a little fight with himself. Gets in a little fight with himself. Yeah, she, with she himself. Turns into him. yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's the end of an '80s era movie, so you're gonna have like he's a, the real like one. Shoot him. Bat. Yeah, exactly. The Spider-Man yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, um, but and clearly, once again, we're jumping back and forth to solve the mystery on the on the actual ship. Too. Yeah, it's, and we know, know it is, what it is. It's losing <laughs> a little bit of steam
2: here. Is all I'll so. say. I'm a, but it's about to pick up, I think, for for the best here. No. The prison, cal- I think so. But I'm, I I, I want to mention that this the interior, like caves. It's like, I they did it at Griffiths. Um, right, which oh, is wow. the same place that was like Bat Cave for the old Adam West Batman Power sure. Rangers. It's like an infamous, and it's only like it's a, great cave. a quarter mile up the trail. So it's like every yeah, time man. I see it, I'm like, "This is the lowest effort location you could have done." You know, you sons <laughs> you of bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Totally. It's close you to Burbank in Hollywood. <laughs> yep. Yep um so well, we learned that spock finds spock, he knows where kirk is because he slaps a piece of iridium on his shoulder you know to track that's him. right he's got the track so spock is, is him, smart yes. he's he's thinking ahead when he's getting taken away so he, yeah everyone's freaking out what, what are we going to do he's like i know where the captain is don't worry figure out the torpedoes and then they go we'll go get them and then right so they when the they're about to spill the beans whoop, they rescue that's Kirk. The,
0: that's the hilarious part so yeah um he's like i you're gonna die anyways i might as well tell you and then starts logging. to say they get they get uh transported and uh kirk is not happy he's like god damn it you couldn't wait two I more seconds to get it. and they're like you want to go back mccoy's like hell no you know, it's so thick yeah. mccoy's way it. too old to be on that penal colony okay, Come on, can you imagine yeah, yeah.
1: poor him being there in that cold too <laughs> oh man
0: jesus he was, yeah.
2: De Forest. So we get Kirk um, back. We're still figuring out yes. who done it. But now the problem is we don't know where the peace talks are going to happen.
0: Yes. Or who Com- is the behind Kittimer the conspiracy. Accords, which if you've, you've uh, you know, watched Next Generation or Deep Space Nine or any of these shows, you might have heard the Kittimer Accords a million times. That's the mm-hmm. peace talks between the Klingons and the humans. Um, and they're happening on Camp Kittimer, which is a neutral site. I forget what planet it's on or whatever. Maybe it's the planet Kittimer. Yeah,
2: but it's it's near, I think, uh, Klingon space.
0: Um, yeah. So they're like, we need to go back. They're, they're going to shoot the, the president of the Federation, uh, Kurtwood Smith. Uh, and Sulu knows where the location is. So Sulu helps them out. They go back, take down the conspirators. Uh, well... You know, I forgot a big twist. We find out. That's
2: right. We eventually do unravel the mystery. We find the
1: boots. Beforehand of the actual reveal, we find the boots. We try this thing. Someone's accused. Look at their feet. We get this whole moment of, it couldn't be me. I'm a monster. Now, quick story for you guys. The first time I watched the six Star Trek films, was at my childhood friend's house, the Birchnells, uh, mm-hmm. Mark and David were our two neighborhood chums to the Brookses, Colin and Evan. Uh, exactly our ages, and we would kind of go over, hang out. And for Mark's birthday, they must have just come out on VHS tape or there must have been like a collection for the first time or whatever. They did a twenty right? fifth anniversary for this. Uh, mm. That that, that must have been what be it, it, it right? was right? like as yeah. children, you know. Yep. So um <clears throat> They all came out and it was like, let's watch them all one day. And I, I remember truly doing it. So when I watched Wrath of Khan as an adult, all of them were mixed together. And the sure. key moment I had, Jacob, was, was, oh, that's right. Wrath of Khan is the first half of Wrath of Khan. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there's the stuff of Spock aging up on the planet, which is the third movie, really. But mm-hmm. And then, of course, this there's whales. the twist. No, I didn't remember any of that. Uh, then literally the only other moment i had was right then there's the twist that zavik is the assassin after they think the other person can't right. wear the shoes so i had you must all have fell asleep three four and five and then, <laughs> positive that's
0: what it was dude <laughs> that's true yeah wow a um, so you know, yeah
1: yeah, so, we find out, but that you it's would hilarious. you would mix Kim Cattrall and uh, totally. uh what's her name from the second movie? Uh, I mean, they're Robin not Curtis. the main
2: character. It's they're, just they're here's the, the same, a, yeah, a female Vulcan character that yeah, has seven Vulcan. to ten uh, lines of dialogue. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And in fact, they wanted Kim Cattrall, of course, for the search of Spock uh, before they cast Robin Curtis. Uh, and then in this one, she was going to play Savic just to make the twist hit harder—that like she would betray Spock and all of them but would be crazy a king patrall's like no i don't want to be the third actress to play the same character make make a new character for me and Mm -hmm. they're like oh you're you're probably right uh so they made valeris uh yes she was part of the conspiracy she admits it uh they do a really intense you know mind meld where spock's got to find the information uh because we learned that this thing
2: goes all the way to the top um You know, like we're trying to figure out where is the thing and who else is involved. So Spock is doing this intense mind meld. It's a good 360 degree shot for it's 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 intense. I think like even now, again, you see the makeup showing because it's so close up. But I think
1: the dynamics of that that scene are very strong. And totally. It it's incredible. To your point earlier, Mike, about the cinematography is just awesome in this one. But I'll ask you, the person that it's revealed to be, it makes sense why their plan is what their plan is. But what does Valeria get out of any of this and being the spy? She's just uh, – I
0: think she's just a believer that the Klingons, we should not be at peace with the Klingons. And that's kind of her motivation. It's like
1: she's logic looking out
0: dictate for what her – you know, what she thinks is the best interest of the Federation is to not be at peace with the Klingons.
1: Everyone, regardless of what side you're on, is kind of an extremist, right? Yeah. So you have – obviously, General Chang was
0: in on it. Obviously. We all, know, we all knew that. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the reveal. Admiral Cartwright, who obviously – well, maybe not, obviously, but he's played by Brock Peters, returning from the Voyage Home. He was in that, if you remember. Oh, uh, I did not. Yeah, just briefly in the uh, the Federation scenes. He's like one of the admirals that's there, mm-hmm. and then he would go on to play uh, Cisco's father in Deep Space Nine. Benjamin Cisco's father. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. runs yeah. a restaurant in New Orleans. He's a chef. Love baseball. Right, right, right. Yeah. I just did not realize it's the same guy. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Brock so, Peters, uh, famously he was in, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, oh. a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. He was a, he was, you know, he's in a lot of roles from the sixties sure. to nineties. Yep. Yeah. So he's in um, on it. Um, he's in on it. He's I'm, kind of the hardliner admiral. Like we shouldn't be making peace with the Klingons. Yeah. And I watched this. I watched the director's cut. And then
2: briefly before we recorded, Jacob, you sent over a video showing some of the differences. And I did get this scene where there's a scene where they walk into the president of the Federation, him and a couple other guys. And they're basically making their case for like, hey, the rescue know, we, could people, go, yeah. we could go get Kirk and then we could just fuck up the Klingons. Like, what if you start a war? It's like. And well, then we'll, then we'll do them you know, like this guy's right. basically like, look, they're going to weaken <laughs> like and we so can just crush the Klingons. Yeah. yeah. Let's just do that. So you, they plant right. a seed in the director's cut that maybe they have something to do with it. It kind of comes out
0: of nowhere. And part and of that theatrical. group. Right. Yeah. For some reason, they cut these scenes out of the theatrical version. And then Runtime. I didn't realize I thought I was watching the director's cut or I thought I was watching this, the one with those scenes in, but I wasn't. And I didn't know I, that even existed on Paramount. No. Plus thank yeah. you for
1: sharing the clip that you did jacob and normally yeah. Check this out or try to find out if you did let's complain about pp one more time once you sent that i walked over to my apple tv got into paramount plus did the talk search and said uh undiscovered country the only thing that comes up is one version and it does not say director's cut wow yeah yeah that's weird i mean it's to hard search to search director's cut
0: yeah. exactly i'm
2: but- sure
1: you probably do i don't know
2: and yeah. I somehow stumbled upon it. I just found the Star Trek directory and clicked the first one that said six, and it happened to be the director's cut. So,
0: Well, I'm glad knows. you saw that version, Mike, because who's in that group with them, with, with Admiral Cartlite? A guy named Colonel West, played by mm-hmm. Rene Auberjonois, who would go on to play Odo in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, he's in on it. He's, you know, making the plan. And at the end, he's the Klingon assassin. They basically, when he falls out that window they cut to that's not klingon blood they pull a mask off it's him under the mask. yeah so very scooby-doo
2: so scooby-doo um yeah but i I like i like this kind of conspiracy thing we've seen a little bit of this in star trek like the one where the aliens took over the federation then they got to explode that guy it's an early next generation episode
0: Um, right but uh conspiracy
2: yeah, yeah, but I think um the reason maybe uh Valeris is in on it. You know, Spock says she graduated top of her class. So she's near all these admirals that are probably influencing her too, like hey, you know, if you can get right. on the Enterprise, you know, we're going to work with Chang and do a thing. So maybe that's how she got conscripted just as a extrapolation.
0: Yeah, and I but. think her her motivation, she's just a true believer in the cause of not being a piece of the Klingons, which is like you know we want to stay a military organization and the other thing is like they're like oh are they going to disband starfleet now which is like weird to think about because like starfleet doesn't exist just to fight the klingons like they're they're supposed to be a diplomatic peaceful mission which is what they are in more than the next generation era i guess Well,
1: and jacob they do the defund the police argument where where cartwright goes like um Kirk, you exploratory missions, they'll probably cut your budget. And the guys be like, no, 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 we're not talking about cutting anybody's budget. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess, um, what the Klingons are apprehensive about generally from what the public opinion is, is they're, they're, they're getting fed this line that if you join the federation, our culture is going to get wiped away. We're going to get federation. Yes. That's
1: what washed. they say at the dinner. Yeah. 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 You know what's happening here. You're going to get rid of our culture, and you're like, right. and that's wow. something
0: that's like still going on now, where people use like multiculturalism. They say it's like a bad thing, and they use that as right. a reason why you know countries should be like isolated. It's like it's a very hard line stance to have. You know, um, so regressive. It's insane. Yeah.
2: Have you ever had a Korean taco, bro? I mean, like we're supposed to mix cultures. Let's go. Yeah. Multiculturalism is Mike.
0: great. Yeah, you get I better know, music, better movies,
2: and better food, right? I we could should all be it. friends. Yeah, isolationism <laughs> yeah, yeah. is bad. Get past um, the cocked. You know?
0: Yeah, hell yeah. I eat some cock. <laughs> uh, anytime. Dude, I, some would some not on on. I would not
1: drink the Romulan wine. Right?
0: You, you don't some blood, travel very well. I blood wine? This is
1: fucking disgusting. Yeah. You, guys you guys have tendies? You guys have tendies? Tendies and fries, bros.
2: An <laughs> uh, Earth Classic we prepared for you, just tendies
1: <laughs> and fries. <laughs> Anyway, so so the the princess picks up the utensils and looks. No, I think it's Chang picks up the utensils and looks at them at at the dinner. Mike, he's like, what are these for? I I saw a a tweet. There was like this guy
2: who isn't very he's a German guy who was in America. Not great with English. Right. So he's trying to figure out how to ask for silverware. And what he landed on was "I, I need food weapons. And that makes me think of Chang so bad right now. Like, yes, where yeah. are my food, food weapons? weapons. <laughs> where are my yeah. <laughs> food weapons? That's what silverware is called to me for now, and food weapons. Which, again, yeah.
0: they know all this From stuff about Shakespeare. yonder window
1: breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes,
0: Like, what? Uh, yeah, to be or not to be, but in the original Klingon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get the the climax of the movie that the president of the Federation, Kurtwood Smith, is giving a speech, uh, and there's a Klingon assassin ready to shoot him, but they Tick beat him down clock. just in time yeah they come in it's kind of like the manchurian candidate right they come in they save the day uh it is and like, like the manchurian. we know Actually. who did this it's cartwright right and they right around the
2: people prior to getting up there though we do have the ticking clock of we need to get there and we realized yeah. that the way that they were able to execute the plan is there's a new klingon technology that they can fire while being cloaked so it's we have a space battle, right? That's like yes. it's similar to Wrath of Khan in that they can't see each other. But in this, they're completely exposed and the Klingons are undetectable. So how do you win right. a, a battle in these
0: circumstances? And I think it's That's right. thrilling. Normally in Star Trek, uh, if you have a cloaked ship, you can't use your shields or your weapons while you're cloaked generally. But they have mm-hmm. this special prototype that can fire while cloaked, which is how they did the whole setup in the first place where they fired on Gorkon's ship. Uh, and now Is they this take that ever ship. seen again. I think there's maybe certain instances of it, but it's kind of like a technology that's too dangerous for anyone to have. So they kind of maybe kind made rules banned, against it, right? Yeah. it
1: off. Yeah. Like, like Romulans, weapons. like
0: the Federation doesn't even have cloak ships. Like Romulans do. That's kind of right. like the 9 They make an agreement with the Romulan right. government to have a cloak ship, the Defiant. Uh, but yeah, they're yeah. not even in the Federation, really, right? So, right. no, and that's just they do a, what they uh, want. sort of a temporary alliance against the Dominion. Yeah, Uh, so
2: so it's an interesting space battle, though. The point being that, like, it it reminds me of some of those good episodes of Strange New Worlds, even though this predates it by decades. It's like, all right, well, how do we track, you know, a a cloaked ship? You know, we're sitting ducks. And it's like, well, it has to have an exhaust port, who suggests. And then they're like, okay, let's change up our sensors, do some Star Trek stuff. We've all got these gaseous anomaly recording. And eventually they just fire blind. But, like, they kind of guesstimate the trajectory. They get a hit. And then... Fire on that explosion. Fire everything, right? And then they go. They play battle. Z.
0: Sulu's there with the Excelsior. They're kind of teaming yeah, up. Yeah, Sulu shows up to save the day. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a great is. battle.
2: I think it's just as good as the one in Wrath of Khan, if not yeah. better, honestly.
0: I think that's that Nicholas Meyer influence of that, you know, again, the naval battle stuff, like he's really and good the, at that. And the
2: literature, where, you know, let loose yeah. the dogs of war. He's spinning in his chair. Christopher Plummer. This is some of the right. best stuff. Uh, Yeah, they're really
0: trying to make him, like, the next Khan, it feels like, where it's like, we haven't had, like, a really iconic villain since Khan. Let's make Chang, like, the next Khan.
1: Yeah, and I would ask you guys, I guess it, it kind of factors into our ratings at the end, but when you put Chang versus, and the name is... Again, very <laughs> racist in my opinion. I do not like saying that name. It's Chang, not like you, a
0: Klingon name. That's it's kind of it weird for it. Doesn't Klingon sound name. like it. I mean, it's a Will surname it, on Earth,
2: to be fair. In some places, but it's yes, still weird yeah, for a yeah. Klingon. It
1: just feels weird to transport it. But uh, uh,
2: versus crew, it needs one apostrophe. Ch- yeah, Ch- yeah, Ch- yeah. Ch- <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. yeah, that would be but one Ong, apostrophe. Let's call him that. Versus yeah. Krug, who was our other uh, theatrical Klingon villain. Right. I mean, Krug Chang is. I would say. Well, again, we a had million the times the more last interesting. Movie. Doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does not count. That's just strange. <laughs> that's yeah. Krug
0: point oh. zero. Yeah, that's like even worse than Krug. They've tried. Yeah, but they've it tried is kind of a two-hander for villain. a bit. Yeah. Yeah, they had Cybok in the last one as well. He didn't really land as a villain, so they're just like. Well, we're gonna have general change.
1: Mike has turned me around on Cyborg.
2: Mm, he's just a charismatic guy who really believed in his mission. It turns out he was wrong. He did some
0: wrong yeah, things, but he's not a he's a not villain. a villain a villain or a rival for Shatner like, like Chang can be, you know?
2: No. And Chang, I think is a, it's a good time to talk about him as a character. Cause he's about to die. Um, I think he's great in this. I think, you know, he seeds stuff early, like, uh, you know, times like this, you know, it's always hardest for people like us, the warriors to like move on in this shit, you know, right. and, like, I'm really happy to meet you. So I think he's a great foil. They get to meet in the same room, unlike they did with Khan. So yes. I won't yeah, say whether I like it Kurt. more or less, but I enjoy he, he it greatly. He literally says,
1: you and I are the same, you know, yeah. he, he gives he kind sees of him as a speech. yeah, speech.
2: Yeah. was a peer. Um, yeah. Great warrior. Right.
0: right. Uh, and obviously Christopher Plummer, great actor. Uh, and him and shatner worked a lot in the theater uh you know years ago and stuff so they knew each other for a long time huh uh in, a, in yeah. shakespeare right
2: <laughs> yeah yeah they oh, did shakespeare
0: yeah. together like they did a so lot that's of that's why plumber is
2: like yo give me some shakespeare shakespearean lines. actor yeah, put
0: it in there man uh yeah. yeah and he's great um so they do get him
2: and boom like you said though we're at we got to stop the assassination manchurian candidate and
0: uh th- th- now we get a right. big
1: wrap-up yeah
0: so the crew beams down, they,
1: they the mask
0: round up all the people involved in the conspiracy. The Romulan ambassador is involved to General Cartwright or, or Admiral Cartwright. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they stop the, the assassin like we did it. Go back on the Enterprise. They're like, oh, Starfleet's calling us back. You know, Enterprise due to be commis- decommissioned, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: you know, Spock says, uh, you know, if I were a human, I would say go to hell. Yeah. If I were a human. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. And, and Spock, then they, uh, more human. Yeah. Yeah. And then they blast off on their final adventure and the end. Yeah. They were
1: never to be seen again. They break exploded the rules one more time. Yeah. have to take off. Yeah.
2: That's right, right. That's right.
1: Um, get a great,
2: I think little closing scene too, where, well, the, you know, when, when Spock and Kirk are kind of wrapping things up or kind of discussing, are we too old to be useful? You know, can, can we right. change? Right, that kind of conversation happens during this movie, and, and uh, that's kind of the theme. Because by the end, Kirk says something like, um, who, "Who's the ambassador again? Gorbachev?"
1: Yeah, hey, hey.
2: Go- <laughs> Gronk. Gork- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so he's like, I I, he, I had to he had to die for me to understand how biased and you know I was right. So yeah, he, he really. Totally, and he respected him
0: because that guy legitimately was trying to make peace, you know, as a Klingon. He was like, I thought all Klingons were just, you know, only warriors and, like, would never accept peace, but this guy really proved me wrong.
2: Maybe and the defense is,
0: attorney started at thinking, like, hey, this guy's yeah. really making a case for
2: us. Grandfather War. Hey, you know what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're on my side. This is all yeah. circumstantial.
2: He's like, huh, <laughs> like a lawyer.
1: <laughs> is it explained at all why these peace talks ever kicked off and this whole impotence of, and of course, it's Spock's reasoning, and Spock and, and Gronk are old friends. Gorka. Yeah, why if I may. Jacob, do you want it. to take this? No, okay. go ahead. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's my understanding that behind the scenes, uh, Savic had told Spock maybe let us or not Savic, but you know Spock had figured I'll just go as as a Starfleet person and try to start peace talks independently. Just like go and say, hey guys, what if? You know, I'm just right. saying, what if? And then when they're like, hey, cool. He's like, all right, we'll get Kirk and then the whole thing. So I think it's Spock.
0: We're in a crisis.
1: You asked at the point. Well, the time.
0: impetus with Klingon. the Klingons is that the, the moon of Praxis explodes right. and they kind of are forced into making peace. And I think yeah. the Federation has probably wanted to make peace with the Klingons for a long time because they're naturally would rather be at peace with societies than be at war, right? Even but, I mean, he war. really
1: is introduced as Captain Spock. We saw him in Wrath of Khan. He's in this right. teaching uh, capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, you said he's got this mentor with Kim Cattrall as well. But it really seems like now he is entering his father's role of, I just am an ambassador, and this yes. will set up all future Spock interpretation. Right. Obviously, really. if you've seen
0: Next Generation... Uh, he does become an ambassador
1: after leaving Starfleet and follows in his father's is, footsteps. Yeah, mm-hmm. timeline-wise, I assume that amazing two-parter where he appears as Spock that occurs after this movie. Oh yeah, that's like a hundred years after this because but all of the I, mean, I just mean filmic-wise.
0: Yes, that was I think maybe like the year after because. So Mark it's Leonard, like who two, plays Sarek, this was yeah, Sarah, his was. last uh, movie role. And also that two-parter was his last TV role before he died. Okay.
1: But yeah. So yeah. my big it... question being then, so that two-parter, since it comes after this, is that really the last time he plays Spock until the first J.J. Abrams, Abrams movie. movie? Yeah. What a gap. And, of like, no one else returns. So, you know, it's not that strange. But it's just to think that, like, we are going to get more Spock is wild. Right. And Especially. what was he doing
0: in that uh, next generation? He's trying to make peace with the Romulans. So he's always yeah. trying to make peace, you know? Yeah. So it was my understanding that
2: um, Sarek and, and kind of was talking to Spock about, let's let's go talk to the Klingons. It's a crisis. Let's see what's up. And this was kind of his pet project, Spock's pet project. And he even recommended Kirk without discussing it with him. So then right. now he's dealing with... I recommended you. I should have thought it through. Didn't think about how you wrong. would feel. And now you're yeah. in danger nearly dead because I I wasn't, you know,
0: thinking about it. Spock's really interesting know. in this movie, too, because he at one point he's talking to, to Valeris and he says about logic he says logic is the beginning of wisdom not the end and that feels mm-hmm. like a lot of growth for his character too where oh. he's not always completely logical
1: again i think dying and becoming a baby i think something is completely yeah. broken inside him i think, <laughs> I think it's the best the thing that ever happened subsequently. to him yeah yeah
2: your um, name is jim
1: <laughs> what <yeah. laughs> it's scary, so, man that, that the was the film. country there yeah. we go um, yeah let's jump now we're going to kind of give our thoughts and opinions on that but we'll do it as we're taking another one of jacob's quizzes coming up next here on Normies like us back we're here on normies like us talking star trek 6 the undiscovered country We're uh, trekking. coming to an end we're trekking coming to the end of our trek mike of our uh the first long phase. series the first phase of our long series as we're wrapping up the end of the original trilogy the original trilogy the original series original sexology sexology <laughs> sex sexology hey, what's your it. favorite film sexology <laughs> You, what? what? my friend it?
2: fell in love with the the word the alien quadrilogy he's like it's a quadrilogy <laughs> and i always remember Hell that but yeah.
1: sextology's up there prometheus and covenant that's a sexology baby <laughs> now it is i don't know you want a quadrilogy <laughs> right. or a sextology right. oh, no. <laughs> um
0: yeah we're at the end of of an era like you're saying uh and i've got a little quiz for you guys yeah um
1: first let Kong. me just
0: run through so there's a lot of cameos and uh you know small supporting roles in this movie maybe more than any of the other movies i just wanted to run I through love this. these really quick that i mentioned some of these maybe, already uh, but just to wrap it all up yeah, they were
2: What's trying that? to load it up. You think for the final movie, let's get it as many cameos like as we can. Yeah. You know? Oh,
1: they got just, some I'm fan sorry, service. Real yeah. quick, just because we said final, final, final. Jacob, we didn't talk about the final shot. This is, of course, where uh, Endgame gets the notion to do the signatures right, on the screen. Right. What a brilliant ending! Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yes. Please go ahead. Cameo um, city. I'm with you there, Colin. Um,
0: so, of course, some cameos. We had Michael Dorn. Like I said, we had Renee Auberjonois. We had David Warner, a lot of characters, a lot of actors who would go on to play other parts in Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Brock Peters, again, another actor that would go on to play another part. We had Christian Slater. (laughs) Christian Slater. I uh, noticed this this one this time. Never had before. Crazy. Just a small cameo. Uh, You know, they were just like, let's load it up with as many big names as we can just for A fan, you think? I think so. I think that's why he did this. Uh, uh, yeah, and then, of course, we had Amon. We had Kurtwood Smith, uh, our guy, you know, mm-hmm. sev- that 70s show, a bunch of other stuff. Yep, uh, yep. As the, the president of the Federation looking real crazy with a uh, long is white hair. Is he an
1: alien? I don't understand what's going yeah. on there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's an alien or just a human that looks really crazy. Because they're in San Francisco.
1: But yeah. it is yeah. Starfleet's a- headquarters, so he could be an alien. But if you remember, the
0: president of star of the federation in the last movie was a different actor too so it's like there was right. a new there's an election in between movies or something <laughs> yeah yeah, picked yeah. A
1: wizard. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: he puts on cool sunglasses glasses. to look at yeah. a chart in the deleted scene <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: those are he his reading awesome. glasses yeah he yeah great
0: cool. yeah he looks cool, cool as
2: hell that's why he probably sick. got
0: elected
1: He's and then last Doc way, there's, Brown. Uh, shout out grace to
0: lee whitney was in this movie as well she played yeoman janice rand in the original series oh yeah uh just a little cameo there um but let's get into this little
1: uh wrath of Cobb star trek quiz that's right. right babies so um, you know, I guess, well, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll set up how we do it. We, if listeners, if you've listened to our other Star Trek episodes, Jacob does these amazing quizzes at the end. Uh, he's going to ask uh, Mike and I some questions. And we're going to, like, if you watch our video feed, which you can always do on YouTube, we'll plug that right now, you'll kind of see us... Uh, figure out to honestly how to do it, but then we will verbally say uh, sort of a true or false if that's the setup to the question.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, they're generally true and false, uh, and basically just they're a little way to, to answer, give us more maybe. fun trivia. Yeah. About we need to make movie. little paddles that we can. Yeah,
2: that would be right. good. That would be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. We we got like seven, eight more movies. We could do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. We could, we probably should do that. Actually.
2: <laughs> Even a paper plate. Yeah, we got a Subject high budget wise, for this. We will sell
1: them.
0: Yeah, you know. Nor's like us uh, Patreon, whatever. All right. That's right the guys. wrath of Cobb, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, first question, this is an interesting one, all right. We're starting off strong here. Gene Roddenberry, might have heard of him creator of Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> Gene guy. Roddenberry died within forty eight hours of watching this film for the first time.
1: Oh. True <laughs> or false. <laughs> Whoa, all right, I'm gotta ready. Go. gotta go. All right. let's see it. I'm saying true. True, Uh-oh.
0: I'm true. saying true as well. That is true. That is true. 48 so, hours. I
2: knew he died know, that's crazy. shortly
0: after, but not two yes. days. He, yeah, early 90s. His he was struggling, his health was struggling. He actually had a meeting with Nicholas Meyer where he's kind of fulfilling his role as consulting producer. But they're like, and, we
1: have to take advice from this guy still. But, um, the, but the guy, but Jacob, you're dying. And you have to take a meeting with the young... (laughs) Or he
0: wants to take a
1: meeting. Who, after the first movie you made, they brought in this guy to replace you for the second one where everyone goes, this is what the thing should have been the whole time. And you're like, I invented the thing. We're giving you
2: the special chair, Roddenberry. You know, they put him in the special chair after that. You could give us advice so so we don't have to take it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So So we had a meeting with Nicholas Meyer where he was in a wheelchair hooked up to an oxygen tank it was like that bad and he and apparently this this meeting with Nicholas Meyer was very heated where he had all these oh notes God. on the cut that he just watched cuz you watched a rough cut he had all these notes he <laughs> got into it with Nicholas You're Meyer about some it. some of these cuts <laughs> and he literally died 2 days later and Nicholas Meyer said he felt he really regretted how that meeting went because that
1: was like the last time he ever saw him. <laughs> Man. Grabbing at yeah. your nurse on your deathbed, saying Call yeah. Nicholas," did he, he was make literally make in the changes? chair that Captain it's Pike my-
0: is in, right? No, yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
1: beep, beep. Yeah, true, false. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm, I'll change that. I'll change that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's kind of sad, but but it was Nicholas yo. Myers'
2: idea, though, right? To to. You know, for for a movie about yes. people kind of reconciling with their past or their biases, he he suggested that this should be dedicated obviously to the memory of Gene Roddenberry.
1: Yes. Which yes. is weirdly you, it's fitting. Opens the
2: film. For the for the ending of the original series movies and the original series that Roddenberry created. You know, obviously yeah. it's unfortunately passed within forty-eight hours watching this, but for the final film to be dedicated to the creator. It's weirdly poetic in, in a way, despite the tragedy yeah. of the, well, the last event.
0: things he saw was a rough cut of this movie, which he didn't really like very much. He and then he died. Really <laughs> like. uh,
1: Dogs.
0: Wow. That's how now, it goes sometimes. But out. he did Tell have all more
1: your loved input. Ones.
2: May, uh, say say sorry if you hurt people's feelings. Okay? Yeah, hey, hey right give now. it
1: up to an OG who fucking was a fucking sex pervert who got whatever he wanted, wrote a fucking weird thing everybody yeah. was down with, and then was a working till he was dying. Yeah,
0: and yeah. he did. He got kind of sidelined in the movies, but he did have a lot more input, yes. especially in Next Generation early on in the first couple seasons. After he died, the writers were like, "Well, now we have more Call freedom to Jean-Luc. kind of do what we want." John
1: Luke. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. No, no Gene. Gene. It's gonna be
2: called skin of evil it's gonna be an oil pit that kills people okay gene hey
1: can i say something real quick um i think that paramount plus here's a pitch for you Mm -hmm. i think they should keep doing the offer i don't watch that show i don't know Mm. what that show
0: is of course that's the godfather behind the scenes show oh yeah and
1: and jacob we've done episodes on this what shows i think or something where you very aptly pointed out that like it's just like intellectual just like garbage to be like we can't make a thing about the thing but we can make a thing about the thing about the thing yes Mm -hmm. right that said the offer season two gene roddenberry makes the first season of star trek i would would combine both your audiences your primary audience on paramount plus is star trek fans Mm -hmm. and i would love to see that fucking show and story lucille ball is a character William totally. Shatner is a character who's like yeah. insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that would be amazing. Yeah, Lucille Ball comes in a with swing, an open
1: swinger, making the show. Being like, yeah. and here's what I'm doing in my personal time. That would be incredible. Yeah, Even it would if be like you like that get Lake-ish.
2: like, yeah, but you get. Um, the same actors for Spock and Kirk to just be Leonard that Nimoy, would be right? Mike. right? And bring him
1: over from Strange New Worlds. Incredible, incredible,
2: right? Ethan that Peck as Leonard you, But they're playing the actors, cast? not yeah, so even their performances as Spock and Kirk can be a little bit more original series-esque, right? Cuz they're Nimoy that's now. That's a great idea. That'd be wild. Yeah. I think that's
0: a great idea. Um, Start Um, all the right, Western, let's move on. In space. Well, let's keep Next coming. question. Yeah. yeah. Next One-one. question. Next question. And this is the one that was hinted at a little bit, but Gorkon, our favorite guy, Gorkon. His name comes from the two models for his character. True or false?
2: Who the second model? And
1: that's bonus. what I'm wondering if it is in even what we said before. Part of it. Yeah, I think
0: this answer was, might be kind of easy, but I'm just going to have to go with my gawk. Yeah, go with <laughs> <you>. <laughs> exactly. All right, three, two, one, reveal. True. Okay. True. I said false. Oh. I, I think it's one person. It's true. It's true. But here's the bonus question.
2: You mentioned Gorbachev,
0: right? That's the first part. Who is the second? And think about Mm -hmm. how he looks, his facial hairstyle. Does that remind you of anyone? And
1: also, you know, the figure that he is in his society. I'm I'm talking this out with you, Mike. He has a top knot, right? He's sort Mm. of samurai almost, Mm -hmm. but also like, you know, just like I said, gorbachev Huh. ha huh. Cold War
2: It may not huh. be someone
0: related to the Cold War though just maybe right. a famous Gore, his name leader is, from the let's past Let's just say that
2: His name is Gore. Oh I oh, got it yep no I know exactly who Hitler, You know Angus Khan
0: <laughs> No
1: oh, <laughs> Dang no, it tell it you guys not? Oh that seems perfect I I, give up, I will yeah. reveal So I'm saying
2: Hitler, I thought I was
0: nailed it Hitler, I thought that no, was it dude No Chancellor Gorkon is the combination of Mikhail Gorbachev and Abraham Lincoln Oh cuz he has got a Lincoln beard. He literally looks like Abraham Lincoln. Wow. And he has the mole
1: and he is a good guy. We should Yeah, say. and he's so trying he to get assassinated for trying assassinated. to Yeah, yes, exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, so, oh my yes, god. I would have never Gorbachev that's incredible. And it is Gorkin. so funny. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah that's well that's that well,
1: <laughs> I, I shot I my shot Antler. mike said genghis, <laughs> genghis Khan. Khan. that's how far away no. we were he's a yeah. a good guy yeah. he's this script is so, so much better
2: than it, yeah this <laughs> oh, is great yeah,
1: right uh, again a script that jacob pointed out earlier but i want to say three story by credits one of them is leonard nimoy Yes. Three written by credits. None of them Leonard Nimoy. So there's a whole story behind that,
0: Colin. Um the two guys that they originally got to write the script, they basically didn't end up using anything from that script, but those two guys still went to the
1: WGA and said credit we made a Star Trek movie. And actually originally
0: they're like, Nimoy's not gonna get a story credit, but then he fought to get a story credit because he's like this whole movie was basically my idea. Like,
1: these guys had nothing to do. I'm right willing to now. bet right. he actually did a lot of the writing too. Because yeah. If you look at his relationship with Nicholas Meyer, they seem mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah, hand they in were hand pretty
0: close. So. And he just didn't want to. He didn't want to direct it again because he's like Shatner's not going to like it's, that.
1: And that's such a good reason. Bill is I, yeah. not going to like it. that. <laughs> no, and he's probably right. Oh, uh, on uh, uh, Proverb? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, all right. Next question. Interesting. Next question. Yeah. So Kim Cattrall posed nude on the bridge of the enterprise wearing only her vulcan ears true
1: or false posed nude wearing her vulcan ears kim cattrall who of course listeners know sex in the city sex in the city
0: she was you know she was in a bunch of movies earlier in her career uh she has some weird kind of choices a lot of times she was in big trouble in little china yes like she she didn't Mm -hmm. want to get typecast i think that was important for earlier in her career but very interesting point yeah, and
1: Jacob, a Kim Cattrall defender would have not have expected that <laughs> she pops up That's in great. this movie. Good. Yeah, um, right, well, yeah. we think? I'm
0: going. I'm locked. True or false? Three, two, one. Reveal. True. She was new. Yeah. Uh, that is false. I tricked ah, you guys. I wished. <laughs> um, no, because yeah, I, that was I was pretty, pretty sure it's got false off. because <laughs> that was a basically a widely rumored to have happened in the '90s. But both hmm. her and Nimoy – because the story goes she posed nude for like a magazine spread or something. And Nimoy found out about it and destroyed the photographic evidence. Apparently, oh. they've both denied it repeatedly and said that never happened. Mm. Uh, so court, from I, what I know, it's, I think it's false. It's just I a was going to say yeah.
1: Leonard Nimoy has, famously has many books of photography and one of them mm. is nudes. It's Interestingly enough – famously very large women uh nudes, uh, but I, I couldn't imagine that he had a book of Kim Cattrall Spock nudes. No, he but, the story goes uh, that he found <laughs>
0: out and was very angry and he was like, You're you're gonna diminish the Star Trek brand basically. But what,
1: the, and yeah, and this is like well what <laughs> scenario is this that she's taking naked who's taking the pictures and then but like a, I don't know, what happens for a magazine to be or
2: something. It's this like that? a playgirl in space. Like I don't yeah, know what's going yeah, on I in ninety two. But like
0: insane. you wouldn't use the actual set. Like they wouldn't sign no, off on that not paramount the middle would never of a movie. <laughs> Well, I think that according <laughs> yeah. to the the story is that she did it without them knowing basically right, and right, right. later and we're pissed.
1: Oh, okay. but
2: which again, I how do you get access happen. to the set off hours? it's It seems more unlikely the more you talk about it, and I feel like a fool.
1: Uh, yes. yeah, we said true. So I mean,
2: yeah. a lot
0: of people believed it at the time, so, you know, but they've denied it since, so maybe it didn't happen. Maybe they're just covering up. Kind of a we'll
1: slut-shaving. Kim Cattrall, kind <laughs> of just like a quote-unquote easy woman, right? You know, the role right. she plays. I think that was just me and Mike going like, I don't know.
0: No, she's she's in a lot of stuff. And, you know, yeah. she famously didn't want to come back to Sex in the City for this newest right. Uh, right. thing. And she's like, I'm kind of just done with that. And her and, uh, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker apparently don't get along. It's a real Nimoy shatter yeah. situation. She
1: is instead the Bob Saget of How I Met Your Father or How I Met Your Mother on How I Met Your Father. Mm. She plays the older Hillary Duff voice. Oh, right, right. Interesting. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) One One of of those things where you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you're paid for every episode, so I don't
2: know. I'll do it in my living room. Uh, Well, to be fair, my vote was probably more based on my Enterprise fandom than anything, so uh, we can (laughs) move on.
0: (laughs) All right, next question here. Christian Slater. He was cast in this movie by his mom. True or false? Oh, I'm ready. Cast by his mom.
1: Cast by his mom. Yeah. Okay. Believe
0: that? All right. All right. Three, two, one. Reveal. True. 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 That is true. Nice. I think I've said true for every
2: single one. <laughs> I've, I've not said true once. I've been and I've wrong. Been wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I, it's two to three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um The casting director, Mary Jo Slater uh huh. cast his cast her son Christian Slater who was obviously a rising star in the 90s uh yeah, he was in
1: stuff by that
0: point he was in stuff but he was a big star trek fan and he came on got paid $750 for his cameo in this it movie it says that <laughs> and he framed the check that he got oh so he he allegedly kept the uniform too right i think so yeah
2: yeah that's I right would. that's right that's right there you
0: go part. one one line you know waking up Captain Sulu, right? He pops in. Um, yeah. Captain. Good job, Christian Slater. He could be on He's lower great.
1: decks. He could like play that character.
0: Yeah. Yep. He's his old. Man. Um, Good morning. All right. Next question. So, the Kling. So in the Klingon court scene, mm-hmm. the translator that is translating General Chang's testimony is Claw, the renegade captain from the previous film that was coming after Kirk and had to apologize at the end. True or false? Klingons
1: in the last one? I don't remember any of that. The
0: Klingon that's like chasing Kirk. Remember that like like, young buck who's like, I'm going to kill Kirk? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That
0: guy was demoted to translator duty. To translator. Dang, you got to study
2: human language. They are attacking us. What a demotion. Yeah. Alright.
0: He always says, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Three, two, one. Reveal. False, false, false. That is true. Oh Apparently, man, that is supposed to be the same character. And they don't say in the, the film. same actor, but he got demoted for his as punishment for the previous film, his actions in the previous film, and he has to do translator duty. I
2: yeah. do like when um, Chong is like, "Don't wait for the translator. Answer me." And it's like, I don't know what he fucking asked me, bro. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> but anyway, and funny. they do
0: the trick of they start. And he's, he's speaking in Klingon and they're translating and then they just show him speaking English. That's the right. old uh, hunt for Red October uh, type of thing. Yeah. Lost would do that
2: occasionally. J.J. Abrams took notes, obviously, to yeah. take over this franchise eventually. So,
0: right. Interesting. It's a little, you know, shorthand for he's speaking a different language and being translated. Yeah. Um, all right, next question. So you guys both got that one wrong. Wow. Man, four wow. to three comments. I didn't right remember now. the character. <laughs> no, I might have uh, looked at my phone for one second. <laughs> so despite being friends prior to the shoot, uh, William Shatner and Christopher Plummer did not get
1: along on set. True or false?
2: Hmm. hmm. <laughs>
1: Believable. Hmm. <laughs> um, I think I'm ready. Yeah, I'm locked in. All right.
0: Three, two, one, reveal. False, it's a false, too. Man, I'm trying to. I'm saying
1: you. Jacob said they were pals. That is false. Pals. I oh, was trying to God. trick you
0: guys again. Thank you didn't call for it. My I brother made brother that Chang. up. Uh, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, they worked together a lot previously in their career. And actually, Shatner was at one point an understudy for Christopher Plummer in plays and things. So huh. not the same back.
1: types, would you guys <laughs> say?
0: <laughs> Maybe when they were younger. I don't know. Uh, I heard Even a story. <laughs>
2: Like, I saw Christopher Plummer in an interview, and he talked about one time, I think it was Hamlet or something, when Shatner took over for him because he was sick. And he's like, yeah, he just went in there and did the opposite of what I did. If I was sitting (laughs) during my speech, he would stand up. If I was standing (laughs) up, he would sit down.
0: That's (laughs) hilarious.
1: They are opposites, you know. Dude, do it, like, on purpose, does sound like what shatner would do because he's like no that's crazy you're sitting when a you're conscious speaking? choice you gotta get to... up. i'll stand up yeah and
2: then i guess plumber said and then and i said that son of a bitch is gonna be a star i know it
0: oh that's <laughs> so good wow so, christopher yeah. Plummer, obviously has been in a lot of things if you've never seen the movie uh, beginners that's a really good one worth yes. checking out with ewan I've mcgregor our guy obi-wan um he plays an old guy who comes out as gay and Ewan McGregor is his son and has to like come to terms with him being gay and mm-hmm. there's like a relationship too and stuff so it's a really nice little movie huh so and check just that passed out. away um,
1: a year ago or two years ago I think but very that's recently right.
0: just yeah, like David definitely. Warner as well unfortunately mm-hmm. that's yeah. right he <laughs> also passed away Michelle <laughs> Nichols you know we've lost a yep. lot of Star Trek actors unfortunately yeah still
1: going Holdin still on, going yeah. strong Shatner's probably be in too. that, that 80s show. Shatner, though. I don't care about Mike. <laughs> I'm like I counting down the say. fucking days at this point. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's like the queen. The way people are acting. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. this guy out Jeez. of here. Yeah, yeah, Shatner, dang. Takai,
0: We just lost our four Koenig.
2: British viewers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: our and, left, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, on New to vessels. less depressing yes. subjects, right? Uh, next question. So, okay, this is an interesting one. So... You know, when Chekhov says, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah, that obviously is a reference to the movie. Guess who's coming to dinner about uh, a white sure. woman uh, dating a black man in the 60s? Um, that that line was originally going to be said by uh, Uhura, but Nichelle Nichols refused to say it. True or false?
2: Oh, <laughs> man. Interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, OK, I think I'm ready.
0: I'm locked in. All right, all right. Three, two, one. Reveal. True. I, I'm going the true, opposite. False. I'm going there's false. I have so to think so they much weren't Ray so thick-headed stuff in
1: this. Mike. No. There's there is so much race stuff in this movie. <sighs> that I mean, is true.
0: Uh, they wanted her to say it. She didn't. Fuck. She's like, I'm not going to be the, the the only black main character and say that. Like, and then another Good. line that yeah. she Good for you. Ref- was going to say, but she refused to say. Um, during another scene, they were going to have her say, yeah, but would you let her, would you let your daughter marry one of them? And she did not no. say that. <laughs> yes. So, did they
1: give and, both those lines to, to Koenig? To Chekhov? I think so, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Like, oh, Chekhov Christ. will say it. <laughs> he also says that thing, did you guys notice where it's like, and of course, Cinderella a russian, fan a russian. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like if the, the fuck shoe up. fits
2: <laughs> man and, and yeah, yeah let, let's talk about yeah there's a lot of that in this movie you get even scotty's like being super racist yes. and
0: stuff and it's like well the other whoa. thing is they they specifically made admiral cartwright brock peters be the guy that and he gives of this big speech about how you know they're the, the enemies and stuff and just a little side fact he's he was, had a hard time doing that speech. and He couldn't even do it in one take because he was so kind of emotional about it. But right. in the end, it like had a good impact so now, to have him be the guy. that Yeah. Interesting. Yes.
1: Again, it makes the movie very interesting. It Narratively. Does. I, I yeah. even said all the Game of Thrones stuff earlier. It's cool to see all the machinations of a quote-unquote court and see a power struggle and stuff. But mm-hmm. it is interesting in a 2022 lens to be like, this is some crazy stuff they're talking about and the choices that they're making of what they're saying to what type of people are also crazy in their own way. Mm, right. Yeah.
2: I get, I get that they're playing, you know, allegory and it's, it's a parable. Right. But like looking at it, yeah. With 20, 22 eyes, right. Where it's just so it's reductive great. at looking at an entire culture is untrustworthy yeah. and shit. It, it, it's kind of rubs you the wrong way knowing that
1: these are, are heroic figures the most but, progressive people in history, Mike. Yeah,
0: yeah. but it kind of shows that even in this future time when we have this utopia, like racism and bigotry can still exist in, in yeah, war. And even you need ways to constantly work on yeah. yourself, right?
2: Yeah. Even if you're an old ass man, you need to constantly work on yourself yeah. and your worldview right. and your biases, because the future comes without hesitation, right? And that's exactly, the, undiscovered the undiscovered country. country. So that's it, right. it'll come. Things will changing
1: yeah can you say something if Cartwright was a super young black guy if he was like a mm. 20 year old i think that would have worked a million times better
0: mm. interesting interesting it,
1: it just comes off crazy to me but it, yeah big thing also having uh
0: yeah again another layer to it is that brock peters before this role his his most famous role was as the accused black man in to kill a mockingbird mm-hmm. if you've right ever that's seen that makes movie it so Gregory crazy Patton, that book
2: yeah yeah,
0: wow. yeah. Um, but here's a little bonus fact uh, about uh, Nichelle Nichols as well. She didn't like the the translation scene where they're kind of like looking through the books for the Klingon translation. She's like, Uhura would know like some basic Klingon, at least as the communications officer. So she mm-hmm. felt like that was not the best. Uh, and then here's a little deep bonus fact for you. So guess who's coming to dinner? She refused to say that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was obvious reference to the 1967 movie. Guess who's coming to dinner? They remade that movie as a movie called Guess Who in the year 2005. Oh, right. And who starred in that movie? Zoe Saldana, who, of course, would
1: go, go on, on to play, play Herrera. Oh,
0: so of there's a deep cut for you. That's
1: good. <laughs> yeah, Ashton Kutcher and her. That's, Put yeah, that they, yeah. They, they, they swap the
0: genders. So the in that one, it's a, a black woman dating a, a white man who comes over to visit for dinner for their family. So like very like popular like TV. Yeah,
2: yeah. A popular TV sitcom, The Neighborhood, you know. Squashy right scenarios around exactly abound. um interesting I'll so a bunch of facts si- where you there six degrees yeah. of separation uh, you
1: know mind everybody all yeah Man, it's star trek you're not gonna get this in star wars no no <laughs> um okay all right last, last question ahead by
2: two so i'm wow pretty much Ooh, okay deusky. well this
1: last one's worth seven <laughs> all right <laughs> you said it. uh you said two more no, this is the last. This is a question. head by two. Yeah. yeah we so. can make oh, it worth three out. if you want to. Yeah. Oh.
2: I mean, yeah, if you want to make do it. it.
0: We gotta, I don't yeah, care. We make <laughs> All or gamble. nothing.
2: Come on. Yeah. I don't know All if this marbles. is the best
0: fact either, but we'll go with it. Um, okay. This movie is the first canonical mention of Sulu's first name, Hikaru, Hikaru Sulu, hmm. and James Tiberius Kirk's middle name. It's the first That's, time they're mentioned.
1: No. That's a great question, Jacob, because this yeah. is a stumper shit
2: think about that mike are you locked in immediately okay it's a it's a gawked instinct i don't know for sure i'm trying to think back on all five of these that we've watched
0: and then maybe it got it get slipped in the show keep in mind they these characters were not as fully developed in the show right 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 right. some of the, the the side crew members other than spock bones and kirk right Chekhov's but first name was Mr. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: All right. I, I I'm locked I'm in.
0: Locked right, in? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Reveal. I'm going False. true. All Run right. opposite ends. Colin We're all says the marbles. true. Colin, you've done it again. Or wow. I don't know, have you won again? Because that is true. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. All right. Um, Colin. Yeah, that's, they, this sh- that's a shocking time fact. Time is the first time Sulu given her first name. Hikaru Sulu. James right. Tiberius Kirk spoken for the first time. They huh.
1: just call him Sulu every episode of that TV show. Yeah, okay, I'm and Mr. even crazier Sulu. than
0: that, Uhura did not have a first name. And this is going to maybe blow your mind because I didn't even realize this. Uh, she did not have a first name spoken in anything until the JJ Abrams 2008 or 9 movie. No <laughs> Star Trek.
1: What is not it's given N- a first N- N- name? Neota. N- what is it? Uhura. N- and actually, and Roddenberry she's the had a different first a name show in we line for her that they
0: never said in any of these movies, but she's always just Lieutenant. Well,
1: Jacob, in the movie Citizen Roddenberry, you know on his deathbed, the last thing he says is her name. <laughs> right. Yoda, yeah. The Rose lost Ohuru first name. It has <laughs> yeah. to have been in
2: a book or something, because Roddenberry wrote a lot of that stuff. Like, it has to, but yeah. not in, on screen. I think it
0: was maybe in some of the expanded canon never stuff, but, screen, but never no, spoken like on screen That's until- That's so cool. If you remember, That's crazy. the J.J. Abrams- one of the, the bits of that movie is Kirk trying to discover her first name, right? Because he meets her early on. He's like, what's your first
1: name? Like, trying to get trying oh, to get to know her, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm, they reveal it at the very end. Here's so, the thing,
1: Norma. If you're going to watch these movies with us, yeah. and if you're going to keep doing it, watching the rest of these Star Treks, uh, one, Jacob's going to have more awesome quizzes for even when we get to, like, the next gen, which is coming up, or right. the J.J. Abrams verse. Uh, mm-hmm. But also... You're just gonna notice shit like that. I'm so excited to notice shit like that.
2: Yeah. yeah armed with this fresh knowledge going forward, it's it's changing uh, a lot of things. And I'll talk about that a little bit with my final thoughts on this. Uh, yes. Yeah, we're and basically Star X. Trek
0: experts at this point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, well, that's my little Wrath of Cobb quiz in Colin One, congratulations. The, <laughs> the unjacovered country. That's mm-hmm. right.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. The Uncovered Country. Well, we'll be right back with final thoughts and rankings right after this, Normies.
1: (laughs) We're back here on Normies Like Us. We're giving our final thoughts because we just had so much fun talking about the sixth theatrical entry. Of the Star Trek franchise, where, again, we're wrapping up the OG cast members and saying goodbye. Now, if you're watching along with us, Normies, again, you know these episodes come as the last uh, episode of every month. Um, we're going to take a break coming up in October for Spooktober. And Spooktober. then, as we said mm-hmm. on this podcast in the past, um, we're going to insert a special episode because we're going to talk a little galaxy quest as our next star trek movie entry yes yes, and then we'll hit up
0: generations and then insurrection first conduct so on uh all the way hopefully through the kelvin movies and into potentially the next kelvin movie in december of 2023 which is right now when it's slated to come out that That would would be amazing (laughs) if we if we bring this thing
2: into dock perfectly
0: yeah
1: um i think we we're we're gonna
0: miss a couple months maybe We, we have to you know, take a couple breaks or something, but we'll, we'll do four patriotic weeks in July. It'll be all American. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs>
1: we'll no, you're there. making us do the Transformers movies again. again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, um, I'm excited for galaxy quest. There's a lot of galaxy quest in this movie. The bolted on eye patch, of course, directly parodied in galaxy mm. quest. So uh, keep your eyes out, but let's give some final thoughts on this movie that that movie's going to make fun of uh, this mm-hmm. film. Star Trek six, yeah discover country and of course look out at the end if you're watching our video episode because we are going to sign the screen mm-hmm. right
2: got my <laughs> make, signature ready jake's yeah. gonna after effects it
1: <laughs> yeah, Jacob's final thoughts and do 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 that's
2: right um yeah i guess final i can jump in yeah yeah so please, i adore this movie i think yeah. it's the best looking original series movie um Wow. It, it might because Khan is good, but it looks flat, you know, and it does. Mm. It does. You know, this Joe looks said cinematic. old. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it the is effects, Yeah. And the effects it, are yeah. ILM, but it's a lot better here.
0: Right. Yeah. That's what the 90s. Will and get this is right early now, 90s yeah. versus early 80s. So, you know, the yeah. decade difference in technologies and, and But the like
1: 90s that. age is worse to me. And I would agree that this mm. movie looks better, Mike.
2: Yeah, this looks good. And, you know, ILM has had, you know, experience shooting miniature ships in Star Wars in '70 six or seven, whenever they got started on that. So anyway, it looks great. It's a great story. I think it's the, it, it feels the most like Star Trek, like it's a fun yeah. little plot, you know, it's a, you get a little who done it, and th- things are going on. You know, obviously we talked a lot of the themes about, you know, change and, and putting aside your prejudice, right? Obviously that's a big thing with the cold war. I don't trust the commies, that kind of mindset that people would have in America. Right. Put that on Klingons. I think it's interesting to see our, our heroes wrestling with that. And knowing that, like, you know, an entire civilization is not uh, on the hook for what a couple people did to you. Right. Um, yeah. But that being said, it needs to um, be said even today, sadly. Yeah, it does. You know, and, and it's crazy. I mean, you know, 9-11, not to get too heavy, but it's like, yo, guys, let's chill on the way we treat other people. But um, right. it's an important message. And Star Trek's always been about that. And I think that this movie, having watched it now, it's got to be like the most important event, you know, in the history of Star Trek up to this point. Like what Kirk and crew have done here, it literally sets the tone for, you know, Worf eventually being able to be in Starfleet. Like like it, it opens up the, the universe of Star Trek in such an interesting and important way that yeah. I think even if you think Khan is a better movie, in the mm. continuity of Star Trek, this movie is more important uh, oh, to yeah, the universe as a sure. whole. And uh, yeah. for that, I, I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: I agree with you there, Mike. I think uh, this is the most modern of these OG films. And when I say modern, I'm talking obviously about the period of Star Trek 30 years ago or 40 years ago in some cases. The next generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise era. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I consider modern, even though, like I said, 30 years ago. but Yeah, now uh, we have modern modern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah postmodern. The, the postmodern uh,
2: Star Trek is discovered. Yeah. yeah.
0: But this this movie feels the most like a Next Generation type plot or something where – and of course, Next Generation is airing at the the same time. So they're taking inspiration from how they're kind of doing things on that show. But it does feel a lot more like the Star Trek that I know, which is mainly the 90s era type stuff rather than the original series, uh, which some of the older movies felt more closer to that. Yeah. 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 So I totally agree with you there. Planting a lot of those seeds with the Klingon culture that we get more in next gen,
2: stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, Co-
0: And even, Colin, the, you know, they go even deeper in next generation with the Klingon stuff. So if you like Klingon culture, want to learn more about that, check out the next generation and Deep Space Nine.
1: <laughs> Mike, yeah. do, your, do your ranking real quick and then I'll go and we'll let Jacob land this thing.
2: Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough call. I want to, having seen this more freshly and I like the cinematography and, and kind of the character having more of an arc my reflex is to put it con after this so i almost want to, wow i almost want to go undiscovered country con
1: where voyage is home. this guy final frontier five. he loved five. no what <laughs> number I 3 baby i knew it no what about voyage home is no, right in this is the
2: wildest this list. is voyage oh, home wild. is after 5 and then i can't believe that and then one is at the bottom and and 3 you know that's insane talk, to me but
0: to six and own, two right? can be flipped be but right now
2: i really like sick <laughs> six it's i'm proud of you mike Stand i guess by i it. I almost put five higher than con it. i guess it's just what's recency bias i didn't mean that <laughs> I, but that's i think fascinating. in your
1: heart it's six five and
2: two in my heart, but I can't say that publicly or I'll be, you know, extradited. So anyway, <laughs> that's my I I'm fucking
1: at. hates Rathacon. <laughs>
2: um, you think Savage is better yeah. than Ricardo Montalban?
1: <laughs> I will give my thoughts, my final thoughts on Undiscovered Country. I really hate that name. I think it's so bad. We pitched it earlier. They should be flipped. I thought about that while watching it. Like, mm. truly, I was like doesn't make sense. The fifth one is undiscovered country. The sixth is but the final Colin, frontier. It's a, you know, it's a Shakespeare reference that I everyone it so obviously much. knows. Yeah. I, also, I don't think it's the future. I think it's death. I think death is the undiscovered country, mm, right? Because it's Hamlet going back beyond. <laughs> and he, know, he would know. He heard it in the original Klingon. Well, and that's and that's the thing. True. <laughs> so he's getting the original text. Oh um, right, man it's got good villains it's got good character actors it's just the age at this point i think of the simpsons cartoons where they're like star trek 10 coming up on fox and you know it's literally bones are in the seats as the ship is like going right like they're just so old yeah um it's a bummer because of that, but it's not a bummer because of any story thing. I'm super glad Nicholas Myers back. He is the strength to this series to me. I am so anti Gene Roddenberry's school of Star Trek. I like the naval stuff. I like Mm -hmm. the conflicts. Um, I like that his stories are are always kind of end up being like, where I'm like, oh, this is what a Star Trek episode can be. And we talk about that a lot because we have covered so many different types of Star Trek that Star Trek plots are let alone meticulously thought out as these like prologue five X structure conclusion things. But the movies kind of aren't that they, but they do have that twilight zone effect of they can be about anything. And I think making the choice for the last one to be about, well, what if we just kind of close the book on any bad tensions or bad blood that were in the original series? You're kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's great. That's yeah. I would, I would put an end to that too. That makes sense. Um, i'll do my ranking mm-hmm. and say that um two i'm a stand baby now i love this one as i was just saying search for spock really hit me on our watch along mm-hmm. but i have to be true to my blood and say number four undiscovered country is my second i love the whales number four, four another, voyage home. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah voyage home oh so did i say undiscovered go. country yeah. yeah, that one that should be called that. yes. They're it discovering become, the country <laughs> of the whales. Uh-huh. Name another sci-fi comedy with time travel. You can't because there's only one other, and it's a very popular series called Back to the Future. But that one is <laughs> the good one, so how <laughs> dare you? Right. Um, and then from there, I would put this one, Mike, six. It's great. Wow. Then I would go three. I guess it's just for Krug. I guess that's what I like about that. I guess I love... Just the wrap-up of David Marcus, this crazy character that's only in these movies. I, I'll never get over him. Yeah. Then I will go... Five, one. Or five one and five. one. Five and one. I think I have uh, to do five Cyborg and one. is so sad. <laughs> Fair so enough. But it's yeah. better than the original motion picture. Can't blame you, yeah. Your rankings are pretty close to mine, Colin,
0: okay. in some ways. Um, like I think I said at the beginning of, of doing this, maybe five months ago or whatever... For me, it's two, six, four are the top three, right? Yes. And that's Wrath of Khan, Undiscovered Country, Voyage Home. I kind of at this point don't know which one I like better, four or six. But right now I have this one six second, and then I have four third, but they're very wow. close to me. Yeah, because I do like four a lot. It's it's fun. Four is fun. Six is it's a yeah. little more so serious. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, then just going back in time to San Francisco. Like it's just it's just a good watch. This one a lot going for it, uh, a lot going you know well for it. Um, so I put this one second. So the Nicholas Meyer top two man. Oh yeah, killing it as a director. How um, you slice it? Yeah, so I go two, six, four, three. Search for Spock. Then I go one motion picture, and then bottom of the pile, baby five Final Frontier. Psybot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we five.
2: Yeah, motion picture looks because, incredible. You know, yeah, it's like two thousand one.
0: Yeah, which one would I rather rewatch on a random day? Probably the motion picture, I think. You are so wrong. well,
1: <laughs> let me ask you this, Jacob, which one has marshmallows? <laughs> That's ah. true.
0: That's very true. But one I don't one. think I'll really be rewatching either of those movies anytime soon. Um, if I was gonna rewatch anyone, and I've watched all of these twice in like the last year at this point, but it would probably be Voyage Home or Wrath of Khan or this
1: one. Well, let's talk about that because we are wrapping up kind of a big watch along. Yeah, we you're right. We did this burnout with Transformers that really kind of ended up making the system where we protract this a little longer <laughs> so we don't sort of suffocate. Week um, to week to week. We've yes. famously done Harry Potter. You know, we've we've done a lot Star of Star Wars,
0: Lord of the Rings.
1: And Lord of the Rings is a perfect example, Jacob. You saying, ah, I don't think I'm going to watch one and five again soon. When we got done with the Lord of the Rings series, I was like, you know what? That's a pause for I think f- about five years for me. I might not be mm. going back to that. And yeah. that said, Mike only rings of power for me, baby. <laughs> well, but Mike watched the fellowship recently and was texting us, and I gotta say, I've been having the hunger lately, baby. So sure. I don't know if I'm gonna live up to that. And I wonder if I'll end up coming back to the Star Trek films as I've kind of found myself doing the past couple of years.
2: Right. Well, yeah. I, I feel like I always get in the mood for the Lord of the Rings around holiday time. Thanksgiving feels like that time to me. Maybe totally, it's the food totally. and stuff. That's a November, December. That's a Harry Potter for, sure. for me. Right. But, but I so will. Harry Potter yeah. too. Yeah. December is Harry Potter. November is Lord of the Rings. But I will always from now until the day I die, I will always skip the Hobbit movies. Because I don't. Yes, and so yeah. Star Trek has been that too, right? Like I will always watch the Myers movies, and then when I'm feeling frisky, skip right to your episode favorite show five, you know, that's
1: <laughs> crazy. Mike. No, that's so you know crazy. what I mean. But I will be skipping yeah. the
2: motion picture. I could skip, you know, yeah, you uh, could skip the motion picture. Sometimes they really,
0: you know, jump right to Wrath of Khan. Watch it anyway.
1: Yeah, I think next, if I ever throw a party at my apartment and have like a bunch of people over. I'm going to mute it in the background and put four on. I think I'm going to put the voyage home on and just people will be like, what is this? I'll be like, Shh. I think no, the best one to watch
0: right. muted would be the maybe the first, first one. You could just yeah. mute it <laughs> yeah. just watch the visual. I think right? you're right. That yeah, would yeah.
1: be <laughs> maybe the next time I watch <laughs> the motion.
2: Picture. You got the weekend and do a leap of blasting. That shit's going on. v yeah, Right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to say though, that these like the original trilogy, the original cast, the original star Trek yeah. TOS, it really came into its own in the films. And the Nicholas Myers is the strongest of yeah. it. You know, unironically jokes aside about Cybok. Like, it the best it has ever been, even with the show, is when Nicholas Myers was kind of at the helm. Um, he yes. brings that um, poetic kind of literary bend on it. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're and just, think, they age incredibly well. Not the actors, but the, the films, you know, did.
0: Yeah, I think Nicholas Myers, he's Not a the real actors. filmmaker. <laughs> he can kind of... Give it a real filmic look Whereas you're not just having TV Guys come on and say I think you should do this and this And when we get to next generation It'll be interesting how you guys feel About these four generation movies because It's four It's Mm -hmm. four including generations so you have Generations which has Shatner and three Solos uh, and then three Solos and two of those are directed by Jonathan Frakes carrying over the Tradition of having An actor turned director so William Riker directing two of those movies and I'm interested to see what you guys feel about that era of Trek. I'm very excited to get to Patrick it. Patrick
1: Stewart didn't have a one for you, one for me. No, I think uh, he
0: was just more kind of busy doing other things terrible. too. I'm going to you know. have interest, mm-hmm. Yeah. He could have probably Tell if he wanted to, to, I'm sure. Um, but I'm very interested because obviously those movies all came out after the run of the next generation show and they do get older in those as well. Maybe not as old as this cast, but Picard's pretty close in age. to like He's not that much younger than Shatner. He's a, he was an older captain when he but first
2: same started. Like he gets these one more go around the sun in Picard, though. He gets that old, don't
1: worry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he true, will yeah. <laughs> get old. But the, yeah. it's, the movies are when the series is wrapped up. They are post-series. Yes. Fascinating. Okay. like
0: Generations is post the entire show. So it's similar to this, where wow. but it didn't take them 10 years to come out with a movie after the og cast um but i agree with you mike where they really did come as movies in a really interesting way that i don't think anything has ever been a show got canceled after three seasons then came back a decade later and made six movies uh and made good money yeah yeah they were black set the record
1: yeah for all star trek movies up to that point this one did the best wow yeah and we're yeah. joking they deserve the autograph at the end that is a career that spanned an incredible adventure
0: yeah and as a cultural touch point i mean the og cast they're all extremely well known in just pop culture in general like you know much i would argue much more than you know the even the jj J. abrams cast or something or the mm-hmm. you know the next generation cast even like people know these actors as these roles more than like anything else right and then, like, Michelle Nichols' contributions to, you know, recruiting
2: people of color to NASA and shit. Like, actual totally. real-life change that has been affected through these actors and the show they were on and all that. And the, the strongest yes. of its legacy is these movies, especially the Myers ones.
0: Yes. So I think they're definitely a net good for society that they exist. Yeah. and. You know, I I had a great time watching these six movies with you guys. Like, incredible a blast!
1: Yeah, I call these the Star Trek movies. Now we are entering what I want to call an undiscovered country.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, the future. Yes,
1: the future. Wow. I have one We're note: a hundred years in the future.
2: Yeah, that's right. What my one final note on the whole? Um, everybody's Klingon racist in this show is um, in this movie. It, think about when it came out like like we're having to tell the audience of today let's not hate russians for being very u.s the soviet union former Soviet Union. you know it's like we have to hit that nail on the head we're trying to teach that lesson so that's why it's probably a little uh overdone so so also think about that when you watch it it's not like Gross For grossness sake, they're like trying to teach no. the audience a lesson. So again, it's Star Trek. That's what it's about. But you just, you I,
1: know. yeah, I think people think the my cultural rant context about... matters. <laughs> Sorry. I No, I think, Mike, that's a fair point, because I think people think my rant several episodes ago about sex and Star Trek and how it wouldn't be in Star Wars is a joke. It's not just that kind of stuff. I mean, other adult themes like politics, racism, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna see anything that goes this in depth in it. So gobbled. No, they you try Star to Trek. do that in the Star yeah, Wars. Sure but the but the Emperor it's is very
0: so, one-dimensionally know. evil, right? They're they're the Nazis, they're I'm whatever. A
1: fascist. And you're like, yeah. no, 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 no. Which yeah. is
0: fine for children. I think, you yes. know, that's the main difference between Star Wars and Star Trek is that Star Wars is a fantasy show set in space. It's not really science fiction, whereas Star Trek is the Science fiction, we're dealing with real issues, trying to tackle real world problems within a yeah. fictional setting,
1: right? And yeah, Jacob, Jabba the Hutt, you know, um, what two real life politicians make up his name?
0: <laughs> I think that's uh, George Bush and...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bush and the Hutt. All right, this is, I have love it. These have been great episodes. Yeah, it's it's been fun. We hope you are listening to all of them. Um, if you are, hit us up on all of our socials at normies underscore like underscore us go yo star trek these have been crazy we want to hear that or if you haven't liked them for whatever reasons let us know about that too because that's very interesting criticism uh and you can always pitch us other things to be talking about on the episodes where we're not doing star trek which we do all the time on other stuff Mm -hmm. that's Um, right i'm excited to talk
0: spooktober we've got a good slate of spooktober episodes always our favorite time Mm -hmm. of year great time of year spooky time spooky season. and uh yeah thanks be- for taking this journey with us normies
2: wow heck yeah into to the undiscovered country thank you signing my oh. name doo,
1: doo, doo. signing my name yeah we've been your host this is admiral colin uh mike coy <laughs> uh and this is mr jock
0: two star what did what he say uh two stars to the left and straight on till morning
1: <laughs> yes oh, god You will always be our normies. Bye. Bye.
2: My name is Gandalf the Gray, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks.
1: And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.